0: How do I know you ain't going to kill me? You have my word.
1: I mean, frankly, we've been counting on you, haven't we? The world needs more people like you, Mr. Roach.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Of course, you don't mind if we kill the others, do you? Hey, if it makes you feel good, do it. If it makes you feel good, do it. Exactly. First things first, of course. The blood seal. Listen, uh, on a personal note, be sure and kill Breaker. He's a bossy
1: asshole. Isn't he, though? <sighs> <sighs> Thank you.
0: And that's it? Oh, that's it. You know, you ain't such a bad fella. You look so bad yourself. Oh, uh, pleasure doing business with you, Mr. Roach. Well, you know this hell on earth business. Big fucking deal. I got hemorrhoids. Vaya con dios. And vaya con diablos to you too, sir. Oh, Roach. There's just one more thing I forgot to mention.
1: I lied. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You are listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Roush.
3: They Must Be Destroyed on Sight.
2: it is they must be destroyed on site episode 269 that's right 69 oh yeah (laughs) yeah i am your host lee i'd rather crazy glue my dick to the bullet train than fuck you russell
4: (laughs) i'm so happy you used that quote (laughs) i feel like it would be opposite for me though what's that i think it would be opposite for me she's pretty hot (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, I mean <laughs> yeah and I, you just heard her my co-hostess with the that's not, that's not a word co-hostess with the mostess co-hostess
1: Lee. with the mostess is officially a word thank you very much okay good
2: Lee don't eat your heart out baby that's my job Hardy how you doing
4: oh, oh man oh, I love that line
2: <laughs> there's so many good lines in these two films it's, it's
4: oh, it's hilarious it's funny because I even quoted that one to you Mm-hmm. Like, That's one of my favorite lines. Um, yeah, I'm nice. fantastic. I'm I'm so stoked for tonight's episode.
2: All right, so. awesome. Uh, we are. You heard him as well. We are joined by Paul. Oh my God, it's a necrophiliac's wet dream, Ramali. How you doing? <laughs> that
1: sir? is me. You're fucking hold up, hold up, red dead there, motherfucker. Tired of all <laughs> the cowboy shit. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And we are also joined by our good friend and uh, fellow podcaster Gary. I'm talking about getting fucked so good you might be able to crawl three days later. Hill, how you doing, <laughs> sir?
5: Never had that experience, but you know, I'm a selfish lover myself. So there, there's that.
2: <laughs> there's <laughs> still, yeah. I was about to say, there's still time. We well, we can yeah. get we can get it going. So stay one
1: night with a flashlight and a reciprocating saw, and you've never felt better.
5: If I come, that's good enough, right? No? Yeah. Right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: so, yes, we we are doing uh, two of the Tales from the Crypt films from the 1990s. We might cover the third one that no one wants to talk about on an intermission. Kind of in the plans. We'll see what happens. We're, we're definitely having the plans to do the original Tales from the Crypt from 1972 as an intermission episode, so that will be a thing. But yeah, we're doing Demon Knight and Bordeaux of Blood, and uh, this should be some fun conversation. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, let's talk about what we've watched in the last little while. So uh, I'm going to throw over to Gary Hill first. Gary, what have you watched lately, sir?
5: I've Take watched a now. lot of... <laughs> yeah, Well, I, w- I won't do the whole list. I've watched a lot lately, because it's spooky season or something kids and i've been been inspired to watch stuff that i haven't seen or has been sitting around or just feel like watching you
3: know mm-hmm.
5: uh, two things i bring up they go together uh, i watched a new zealand film called dead kids which is um a fun little film where children get injections and kill people um this this stars mark mcclure who's jimmy olsen and Day Young from Rock and Roll High School, and mm. Louise Fletcher, um, the late Louise Fletcher, and uh, who's who's the, the woman? I forget now. Fiona Lewis, I think her name is, just churning me on with those hard glares and disappointment. This will turn <laughs> this turns Gary on, people. You know, and um, yeah, that's a film where kids uh, get experimented on, and they kill their classmates, and there's a scene to beat the band of the film that makes the whole film worth watching where white kids are at a costume party and have a synchronized dance routine. And, um, mm-hmm. yes, it's fucking wonderful. It's also known
2: as, um, is, is strange, strange behavior. I think strange, strange behavior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, and and, just and, then they, first. and then they remade it in what the
5: nineties, late nineties is, uh, the one of Katie Holmes. I watched um, that. I watched that too. Just disturbing behavior because yeah, they're, yeah. they're the same movie, but different. Yeah. Cause this, this is for, you know, that, that group of that came out when I was graduating from high school, that either, either you love or you hate. I, I think it's just can't be enough to love it. And mm-hmm. that you don't no no rhyme or reason why William Sadler is the way he is in that movie, but he's in this movie too. One of these movies, well, both these movies actually, um, Katie Holmes, kids talking about their fluids, uh, <laughs> sir, disturbing behavior. I, I recommend it. I, want, I listened to the We Hate Movies podcast about it, and I was like, I, I got to rewatch this now because it's that outrageous. Um, yeah, but
2: but you're, you're right. Strange behavior, that scene at the party, like that just comes out of nowhere, and it's like so unlike anything else in the movie, and it's just like, what is this? Why is this so good? And... It, like, elevates the movie to being, like,
5: kind of great. Yeah, I, I love the movie, but there's nothing else as good as that dance sequence in that movie. Yeah, yes. I agree. <laughs> I watched um, a Mexican zombie film called Cemetery of Terror that was recommended to me by, by uh, another film fan of ours. Um, this is a film in which white uh, Mexican, well, they got pale faces. I, I, I want to call them white, but they're not they of course find a book and they read it and Mm -hmm. they, they, they resurrect a a zombie, a a corpse. They find They're They're all, they're all medical students. They find a court. They bring, get a corpse out of the morgue, which happens to be this, this Spanish guy who wanted to raise the dead. And they they resurrect him and he resurrects zombies and children are involved. Um, You know, lots, lots of stuff. It feels like an Italian film if this is an Italian film, you would have seen the insertion of the claw in, in not just one scene, you know, which is, it's amazing. There's a scene where a woman gets disemboweled by this hand and he looks, it looks like hamburger meat. It's just terrible. But the group of kids in this film, the, little, the, the, the small kids, like the, like the adolescents, they're more resourceful than, than the other kids and not like a, a fun, like Goonies kind of way. Okay. I mean, you like wow. These kids are kind of resourceful. You want to survive, kind of, because of course there's that one kid that you he, think he's gonna die, and he doesn't die. But one star, one MVP of this film is the one kid who has the bootleg Mexican Michael Jackson jacket, and mm-hmm. this thing has to be you know seen. Um, it's beautiful. Is that on uh, Shutter? I think I saw that. It, it might be there. I, yeah, I, I, I watched a crappy copy elsewhere. You know?
2: Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I, I think I think that and another that one. Just, yeah, I, th- I
5: think that and another one just popped up on Shutter. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Um, new Hellraiser doesn't suck. Uh, mm-hmm. don't, don't get your feelings hurt, guys. Uh, I'll put it that way. New yeah. new, new, new Halloween not so good. Uh, I'll, I'll be real quick about that. <laughs> mm. They all suck. So there you go. <laughs> one, what, one, one thing. That I, oh, two things. Two more things I recommend: Spellbinder from 1988. Um, wonderful film. Uh, hit me out of nowhere. It stars Kelly Preston and Tim Daly from Wings. It is basically the Wicker Man that was set in L.A. Hmm. Uh, Kelly, Kelly Preston is is mixed up with what's you know she. Tim Bailey rescues her from this guy who's slapping her around and he finds out that she's mixed up with these witches and because she she disappears and then it sets it up to, to say you, you know this is what's going to happen to the end of The Wicker Man well that's what happens at the end of this movie too but I don't think the guy's a virgin you know oh yeah okay she, she's pulling the rope dope on him so if you want to watch a, if you want to watch uh, The Wicker Man version um, from the 80s Sentinel A, in LA, you can watch Spellbinder and have a pretty good time with it. But that, that's that's the ending of this movie is The Wicker Man, and you think, wow, this person that wrote about uh, the bulk of the Sliders series, I think it's Tracy Torme, Mel, Mel, Mel Torme's daughter, mm. which I, lo- I love Sliders. And I love this movie too, but she she saw The Wicker Man, and you know she 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 wrote her movie around that, and I I gotta recognize that because I think in the '80s, the people that knew about The Wicker Man knew about The Wicker Man, but Everybody knows about it now, so they watch. Yeah. This, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You're 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 right. The Wicker Man was kind of like a lost film for a little while. Like it was, it wasn't something people talked about.
1: So. I'll tell you what, though. Like I hear Tim Daly, awesome. The same thing with Steven Weber with the remake of The Shining. You give um, Crystal Bernard and and uh, Slumber Party Massacre too. Like, if you look at the Wings, uh, and tonight, Thomas uh, Hayden Church, if you really look at the Wings cast, they've done other things pretty cool in the horror genre. Mm
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, one last thing. You want to watch something really, really stupid that i happen to enjoy? Go watch Zombie Nightmare. Oh,
2: yeah, with with John Michael Thor in it.
5: Yes, the second (laughs) film with him in it. Uh, where he becomes a zombie thanks to a Haitian priestess and kills teenagers that killed him, and yeah. oh, it's, the makeup the, make, the makeups look really good in the movie though. I gotta say
2: that no, it, it does look good and it's got fucking Ad, Adam West in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's Girl. got Tia it's got Tia Carrere in an early role. Mm-hmm. in it. yeah, mm-hmm. it's. Yeah. It's my kind of my kind of stupid. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it, it is dumb as fuck, but it is enjoyable. I agree with you. That's uh, a, I've been watching a ton though. I'm sorry. No, it's fun. Uh, Paul, anything you've watched lately you want to talk about? I watched
1: Howl, uh, werewolf mm-hmm. film here from the uh, late 2000s there or the late 1990 or whatever the fuck you call it. 2019, whatever you call it. And this, uh, this, this whole new century, Paul just doesn't. Thing do that. that I don't understand, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's and uh, how was pretty interesting. It's it set in uh, the English uh, countryside, and there is a train breakdown where there's a bunch of people on the train, and half the people. It's kind of actually comical because most of the people that you don't like are on the right side of the train. Most of the people you do like are on the left side of the train, <laughs> and it's it's the story of the guy. That is the ticket taker kind of just following him as the storyline and him dealing with the people that are douchebags. Mm-hmm. Uh, train breaks down with a stag underneath. It that gets that either gets hit or whatever, thrown on the train. By the way, a stag wouldn't actually stop a train. Uh, no. It takes a quarter mile for a car to stop a train. Not going to take a stag, plot hole. Anyway, uh, so something ripped up all these uh, power lines on the backside of the train car. And they're stuck in the middle of the wilderness. This is England, by the way. This isn't some European country in the middle of nowhere. It's England. And uh, someone just randomly co- points out, there. It's like, oh, you remember that thing that happened back in 1968? Of course, no one knows that because they're all younger than that and uh, like <laughs> addicted to cell phones. And same mm-hmm. thing happened. A train stopped. You know, they went to go. Nobody was found on the train. So what they try to do. And basically the, the guy is a very meek person. He's, he's, he's trying to do the best he can. He's trying to follow the rules. He's a very likable character and he's trying to just do the best he can to keep his job. Mm -hmm. So they have like kind of like a peasant's riot, if you want to mean mutiny and decide to walk off the train, even though they say you can't walk off the train I'll lose my job, but he opens the door, lets him off the train And then howling and crazy shit happens and some monster tries to get them and, oh, shit, get back on the train really quick, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And uh, basically, uh, to make a long story short, or make to a short story long probably, is uh, something gets the one lady, she gets scratched, she becomes something, and then these these things from outside keep trying to attack the people. Usually I'm I'm rooting for them because – they smash the window, take this annoying, stupid, fucking, you know, millennial twat, and rips her out of the thing and rips her to pieces. And I go, "Yay!" Uh, <laughs> a Lots, a lot of blood, howling, claws, teeth. Of course, it's werewolves. We won't say that right now. And uh, it's a really uh, interesting film. It'll keep your attention the whole film. It's a slow burn, but it'll keep your attention. To the most of it, I don't really consider it a werewolf film, though. It's where I get a kind of uh, you know elitist because they, tr- they, they treat get it, one it of like them- a
2: disease, right, instead of a curse.
1: Well, no, they they treat it like a imbranism.
2: Okay, if, if you don't know I mean, maybe I'm re- I may remembering it different because I, I kind of I kind of felt like it like it was some sort of like.
1: They 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 transfer the disease correctly, like you know, like if you get scratched by one, you'll become one. Mm. But when they pull one in and beat the fuck out of it, it just looks like a mute, like a burned victim man, yeah, with long hair, teeth, and claws. So to me, I'm sorry, bud, that's not a werewolf. (laughs) And then all, even though they kill the human part, a wolf kind of starts emerging from. It or whatever it kind of comes to life and gets even weirder,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but they still kill it again. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's one of those ones where because I'm a werewolf junkie, I have a hard time considering this a werewolf film. But I understand where they're going from. I understand what they're trying to kind of do with the film. That's it's it's an enjoyable film. Take it for what you will. If you're aware of uh, like you know uh, elitist like I am. You might not like it so much, but it's an enjoyable film. Uh, Europeans seem to have that niche about wearing, about making uh, new age werewolf films without being as shit as normal. AA, mm. uh, AKA uh, that one, Dog Soldiers. Amazing film. Mm-hmm. That, and then I watched Psycho Sleepover. Not so good of a film. Uh, mm. It's just a comedy roller coaster of gags like prosthetic dicks flying out of every hole in the scene and just <laughs> lots of things. It, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's made by trauma, not okay. made by it, but like supported they, by they, it, they picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just watch every trope and gag come out of the woodwork. Right when they're trying to do like a serious scene, something crazy happens to, to get back to the levity of the fact that you don't take this seriously. It's one of those kind of films. So Psycho Sleep Bear is a great party movie. And The Howl is something you should probably actually try to watch seriously and try to take something out of it.
2: All right, cool. Uh, Lady Lee, you have anything?
4: Um. Yeah. So I forgot to mention this the one time. Uh, I finally watched Willow because I had finally watched Willow. Yeah, I've never seen that movie before. I've what heard about it. From? Oh, I loved it. I know me too. <laughs> I just thought it was great. I um I really enjoyed the story. I really enjoyed the acting. I thought everything mm-hmm. was just a lot of fun. Uh it also nice cuz it didn't take like the movie didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. So it was uh, it was more enjoyable that way. Cuz oh, there was yeah. a lot of stuff that could have been ridiculous. Um if was trying to take it too seriously, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. I very much enjoyed it. Thought it was great. Um, I have watched. I'm. I feel like Gary right now. I've watched so many movies.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. by the way, I- every time I see Matt Morgan flip that sword in the air and catch it, I still get really excited every time it happens. So you know, that's
1: all right. I get it too. <laughs> and I actually one of my favorite moments was meeting Warwick Davis. So that was super cool.
5: He's a nice guy. He really is. Yeah, he really is. We got um, we got we got two
2: convention people here move <laughs> so yeah you they know, they might have some stories to swap actually you know
4: perfect uh I also watched uh I watched Stowaway. Stowaway. Uh, yeah, so with um Tony Collette, Anna I'm crediting Anna Kendrick, and uh yeah.
2: Hmm.
4: Those are the two names that I recognized. Uh, anyways, it's like a space movie. Um,
2: okay.
4: It gave me nightmares. Like <laughs> I'm looking at reviews of like what people thought of it, but I think because I'm so claustrophobic and I hate the idea of space because it's just so vastly empty, and they did a really good job at kind of like recognizing that, that it just <laughs> like caused me so much anxiety the whole time I was watching it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I just what, took
1: a uh, uh, hearing test where they put you in the closet. So you can do your hearing test. So you were probably freaked
2: out. No. So wait, wait no. what? What? What is? The, what is the story of Stowaway? i So
4: it's this mission that goes up to space, but um, it's a spaceship that was initially designed for two people, but they modified it to take three people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they get into space, they realize there's a fourth person who wasn't. Okay. To
2: to space. Okay. Yeah. That. That's all I need to know. That is like a I. I can't remember who wrote it. But there is a classic sci-fi story where this has had been this has been remade several times. Where it's like they have to make the decision: do we jettison this person because their their weight is adding too much to us, where we can't get home? You know, we won't have. That's, that's the kind adult.
1: of a simple answer. Do you, are you supposed to be here? No, fuck off.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I right. was saying. <laughs> you can die now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can do that for people that are supposed to be there. Fuck it, get up. Yeah, it's easy. I'm 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 actually a little
2: pissed at myself. I can't remember who fucking wrote that original story because it's been redone as like um, mostly TV episodes of of shows. Like I think they did it in the new Outer Limits, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. or or maybe the. Ray Bradbury theater or the new Twilight Zone like one of those fucking anthology fucking shows I
1: just had a night gallery episode I have the full thing and it wouldn't play on my old DVD player I just got a new blu-ray player it plays now so Mm. I have the full night gallery I just watched the Pickman's model. Oh, Such yeah. a good fucking episode. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my god.
5: That's awesome. Even as a kid, I always wonder why the Robinson family just didn't dump Dr. Smith everything. He started, started some shit.
1: There you go, um, sir. Have a nice day. <laughs> 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 I get uh, all pissed off every time they talk about um, The Thing, and they start talking about Lovecraft all the time. The Thing is Lovecraft. The Thing is Lovecraft. There's a story that's before Lovecraft called in an Munson tent, and if you listen to that, it is totally the thing. Hmm. But it came out before Lovecraft. And I mean, the
2: thing is explicitly like, like especially you know the, the source Obviously material the for thing the thing
1: from another world back to the fifties. Yeah, but uh, the, but, but, uh, but those are but, you... but yep. those are both
2: those are both based on Who Goes There.
1: Yeah, but if you and... listen to also check out. In a Munson's tent, because mm-hmm. it's on a, a Lovecraft or a horror babbles thing right now. We can listen to the other thing, dude. Check out In a Munson's tent. It's sick, sick as hell. Right. Cool. cool, yeah, definitely cool.
2: Definitely you know, cool people, people go like, "Oh, it's it's Lovecraft." Well, no, no, like, it's it, not. <laughs> it's it, 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 it's Lovecraftian in the sense that, oh yeah, Lovecraft wrote cosmic horror, and so did all these other people. Exactly. You know, yeah. So you know, people. Lovecraft is like the sort of buzzword that people throw on cosmic horror, whether it's mm-hmm. like Lovecraftian or not, actually. You know?
1: I'm Not saying he's not awesome because he is. Yeah, it's
2: it's just, you know, it it's 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 people, you know, they they hear Lovecraft and that's what they know and then
5: that's what they say. It's kind I'm of right. My pineal gland is getting all excited over the people with misinterpreting information. You, know? you can definitely
1: <laughs> see some other worlds with that bitch, but don't yeah. worry, they will yeah. take care of if you talk uh, to Bolo oh, nineteen eighty six.
2: Yeah. A- anything else, Lady Lee?
4: Uh, yeah. So I watched um the Lightyear Buzz Lightyear movie. So Lightyear. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was cute. I I enjoyed it. I don't think it got the attention it wanted to get, but I enjoyed it. I uh, I thought just the story was really cute with um how he tried to make things better, and realistically, he did nothing to make it better, and realized that the life that he has is better than what he could have on earth. Anyways, really cute. I enjoyed it. Um, I also watched Morbius. Um, Oh, really? I, yeah. I half paid attention to it because I was also on my phone because <laughs> you know, with new movies, I'm terrible. Um, yeah. Uh, I just call it, call it, call it kept calling it Manbat the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just, like it's Manbat. Um,
2: are you, are you saying it's Morbin time?
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm indifferent. I don't think I paid enough attention to it to have an opinion, but I just thought it was funny. Uh, It's it's one of those ones that I watch. I had no interest in watching it. It was Ryan who wanted to watch it. So I ended up watching it. Um, I watched like a bunch of others. Uh, So I was like sick this week. So my cure for sickness is to just take my cold medication and watch a bunch of movies so I could just sleep the whole time.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: So I revisited uh, movies that I enjoyed when I was younger. So like my early 20s. I guess my late teens too. Yeah. Anyways, realized um, I have this like massive hate for rom coms. Like it's just I have no interest. You, like, I just, you were
2: like, you were telling me this. I was like, angry, yeah. you keep watching them, but they just make you angry. Yeah. Like, like I'm on I,
1: the third. I think most people have angry uh, affections to rom coms. Well, once mm. you
4: realize like the actual shittiness of the movie it's nothing that's encouraging or inspiring or anything like any sort of romantic relationship that starts the way that these romantic comedies make them start are actually really abusive and shitty. So, uh, yeah, I don't like, that. Oh, I, I just
1: thought to, uh, they were shitty films. I didn't go all the way that way, but yeah. Oh no. It's, it's
4: stuff that I used to think was really cute when I was younger. And now that mm-hmm. I see it with a whole different perspective on like life and relationships and everything, uh, they just make me angry Like they're just fucking awful
2: And you keep uh, watching them
4: I keep Because I enjoyed I thoroughly enjoyed them Back in the day it's, So it's like, I'm like Oh I'm gonna watch it again like, it's, like, it.
5: it's like A film that women love All over the world uh, Dirty Dancing Johnny is kind of predatory any guys. I'm just gonna throw oh, it out there. You
4: know I cannot do we'll, that one. I cannot do that one. Just try
5: just trying to get it in with that young girl, you know. I
4: watched I, I after I found out that the girl was like what sixteen when she recorded that movie.
5: No, 17. it's it's not that. The plot the plot of the movie is oh sorry, my old girlfriend's gonna have an abortion. Hey, you wanna learn how to dance, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so basically
1: what we're saying is we're glad Patrick
5: Swayze is dead. That's I'm, not, I,
1: I'm sorry, I'm just not uh not as up as you guys are on things like that, I it's guess. That
5: one, it's, it's that one thing. No, know I do get upset at Romantic Con, I'll just rewatch 500 Days of Summer again and enjoy the performances <laughs> but hate the fucking people in the fucking movie. If I buddy. want a good rom com,
1: I'll watch Sodom. Okay? <laughs> Salo. She's right. I'll
5: watch Sallow. Nice
1: mancha, mancha, mancha. <laughs> I'll watch Sallow or I'll watch. Uh, if I really want a good rom com, if I really feel like I'll watch Siberian film. For a good rom com. Other than that, I, I'm I can't deal with.
5: Or, or or necromantic. She loved that guy. She loved him so that, much. She, No, she, no, she, that she, is yeah. a deep, deep seated
1: romantic film. It's not a rom com. She she,
5: she she kept parts of him in the refrigerator, and she just she oh, don't worry, I mean, She, she mean, loved it. those if parts. Hey, look, yeah. if you don't plug that thing back
1: in, I'll keep parts of you in my my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Damn kid.
4: Hey. Okay. Uh... Yeah. Anyways, I watched the Devil's Wear Prada, <laughs> and that is
2: the one that triggered me. <laughs> that <was> <laughs> okay. Uh, I just got I just got one to mention. Um, I watched the new Dario Argento film, Dark Glasses, oh. from 2022, and boy, is that not a great movie? That's uh, it's passable. I'll give him that. I'll I'll say this. You know he can still direct the movie that you can watch. I'll, I'll say that for Dario. Um,
5: I heard it really shits the bed in the third act. That's what I hear about that. It's,
2: movie. here's the problem. It's, it's totally devoid of his, like, visual stylistic fucking tropes. It's, it's totally devoid of his sort of flourishes that he was known for, like, in the 70s and 80s. It looks okay, but it doesn't look like a Dario Argento film at all. It's got all of his silly lapses and logic and shit like that, where they work in his older films because he's got the style to fucking carry it through, right? But when you're watching it in a film where it's like, it's got none of that style or that visual kind of thing that draws you in, it's just like, this is stupid. Like, this makes no sense and this is stupid. Okay, so this is kind of Dario Argento. Like, I'll I'll say this it's better than this last film, Dracula 3D or whatever the fuck that was. that. That sucked. It doesn't have any of that CGI bullshit, doesn't have CGI praying mantises, killing people and shit, like all that horse shit. But at the same time, it's got nothing going on for it. He's got his daughter back in it, Aja Argento, almost unrecognizable. And she's just kind of wasted in her role. And it's like this would would have worked probably if this was a script he was doing in the 70s where he had his, you know, he, w- he had his mojo going and it's like the stupid stuff would be overlooked because everything would look great, you know, and he'd have the big set pieces for the kills and shit like that. He doesn't have any of that in here. Like, this is not as yellow. Like, it's, it, it does not have the set pieces for the kills. There's no mystery of who the killer is. Like, that's kind of solved literally not even halfway through the film. It's just he needs to stop. Like hopefully, like I, I hear he's already got another film in the works and it's like, no, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> stop, stop, like, I, like, like, I'm giving this a bare pass. Like, there's some interesting things in it. Like, there's some interesting little sort of thematic things where it's like, so it, it's basically about this um, high-class prostitute in Italy who is hunted by the serial killers, been killing high-class prostitutes, and... As he's chasing her in a car chase, she goes blind from the from the uh, car accident, and then it also happens at the car accident. Uh, she hits another car, kills the parents, but the uh, child survives, and she sort of forms a bond with that child. And it's so very conv-
1: nine tails.
2: A little bit, yeah, and it's very convoluted. It makes no sense um but you know she goes blind and so dark glasses she's wearing fucking sunglasses all the time um she still keeps her prostitution job though like some of We're her fuck, some of her johns kind of like like the fact that they they can't be seen by her while she's fucking them cuz you know some of them have some you know issues with their body image It's like i like it better when you can't see how fucking ugly i am while you're fucking me and and shit like that i'm pretty ugly so i get it yeah but you know it's It's just Dario's not there. He's checked out. Like, it's...
1: I'm kind of curious to go because, like, since Dario's still there, is it Dario's fault or, like, what other magical ingredients are missing? Is it just him or is it, it there's something else? I mean, the
2: script is apparently, like, 20 years old, but it's, like, an Argento script with some other people writing in it. It's got some touches that are very Argento. Like, there's some stuff there that, like, you could see in, like, Phenomenon and, and, and yeah. stuff like that, right? Like, it very much feels like it's Argento, but there's no big set pieces for the kills. And I, I don't need to have that. Don't get me wrong. Like, if it's not as yellow, it's not as yellow. It, it's fine. But nothing here touches even his best stuff in the 90s. Like, it, it's kind of like, it just feels like, oh, here's his decline. And it got truncated and, like, held off for 20 years. And now
1: here's the It sounds it. like a paycheck kind of No, sad, uh, man. It's, it's, sad.
2: Say, it's sad to say like I, i'm still saying like you know kind of watch it because like there's some interesting things like the whole there's this whole thematic thing like in the, in the opening where um so our main character there's an eclipse and she goes to see it and like it hints to the fact that like oh no if, if she looked up the sun went blind or whatever kind of foreshadows her eventual blindness and shit. So there, there's some cool things there, but this would have worked way better. If, like Argento went like into making this supernatural to some extent, something about that eclipse connects to her blindness. And she, you know, has some some sort of connection with the killer, like make like a lot eyes of Laura Mars kind of thing in there or something, anything to make it interesting. It's just, no, it's, it's not
5: good. Does the song "Cheap Sunglasses" by ZZ Top play in the film? No, it does not. Because you know, that's, um, that's a missed opportunity, in my opinion. You know, I, I, I,
2: I will say the score is actually kind of good. It's very throwback, like '80s kind of score, and it kind of works with the film. You know, no you goblin. Know? I mean, no goblin. Ennio Morricone's dead, so that wasn't going to happen. But, I mean, it's still kind of okay. Like, it was kind of like if John Carpenter did a Dario Argento film from the 80s, but, you know, it's take it or leave it, you know, kind of thing. It's like, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's, like,
5: very disappointing. Speaking of John Carpenter, skip Halloween ends and go watch Prince of Darkness again. It's, it's a good plan, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I you know. was great. John
1: Carpenter yeah. in the 80s most of the time disappointing in, in general. So, so, so it's all good. So there you go. Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the uh, two tales from the Crypt films that we're gonna be talking about tonight. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think
6: we got this, man. We got this by the ass,
2: you ungodly warlock, Clytus, I'm bored. What
6: plaything can you offer me today? an obscure body in the sk system
0: your majesty the inhabitants refer to it as the planet
2: earth how peaceful it looks
6: (laughs) most effective your majesty
0: will destroy this earth destroy it utterly send rick and danny in wool rocket ajax (laughs)
1: so just destroy it
0: that's what ming said don't you ever listen well there's no arguing with ming hail Hail ming Ming. wait you see those transmissions on the visual screen crow nightmare on elm street Chud, too? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Ming Palawa. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At WW. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastidges. Helming breaking two electric boogaloo samurai cop army of darkness flash dance. <laughs> <laughs>
5: We might destroy the planet if it flashed.
6: (laughs) (laughs) You ungodly warlock!
2: We have Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight from 1995, and we have a trailer. We're going to play that now. Universal Pictures is
6: proud to present the motion picture directing debut of one of America's most talented and respected artists. Cut! Cut, 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 cut. Oh, hello, kiddies. So glad you could join me. Your pal, the Crypt Keeper, has gone Hollywood in a big way. I'm directing my first feature film. Care for a little shriek preview? For my big scream premiere, I wanted lots of suspense, Special effects. Sex. Violence. The kind of thing you could really sink your teeth into. Frights, Camera. Action. It's about a chase through the ages. A race against time. Ah! Ah! The war between good and evil. Come on, everybody. It's time to play. And the final battle between man. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry. And Demon.
1: I'm not going to hurt you. I lied.
6: It stars Billy Zane from Dead Calm, William Sadler from Die Hard 2, and Jada Pinkett from Menace to Society. Ooh, I love those titles. And you'll love Demon Knight. The and ladies, if you think Demon Knight is too gross and yucky no! thank you.
2: <laughs> Directed by Ernest R. Dickinson R. Dickerson. Dicker said he putting a dicker in the sun. Uh, <laughs> eh. No, uh, so he got his start as a cinematographer for Spike Lee. So he did a lot of Spike Lee's early, earlier stuff. Uh, he went on to direct uh, Juice from 1992, which was kind of you know a, a minister society kind of adjacent film, you know, within that sort of period where it's like, oh, you know, black gangsters in L.A. kind of thing. Uh, he did Surviving the Game 1994, you know, the great good film. Mm, great fucking film. And he uh, won another notable one here, which I think is pretty good, actually. Uh, the Snoop Dogg uh, Headed Bones from 2001. Underrated, for sure. Mm, yeah Definitely. Uh, we got writers here. Ethan Reef. Who did uh, Bulletproof, Bulletproof Monk and the Kung Fu Kung Fu uh, Panda films? Uh, Cyrus Voris, who's kind of the partner of uh, Ethan Reith, uh, co-wrote a lot of these the same films. And we have Mark Bishop, who did like basically this and nothing else for the most part. Um, it's starring Billy Zane as the collector. Uh, Billy Zane, kind of, I kind of don't understand how he's not the biggest fucking star in the world frankly the shadow. Was, well
4: i'm in love with him
2: it's not the shadow it's the phantom right but uh but i mean he was he started got, sorry. Got, yeah gotta start in like back to the future one and two critters dead calm tombstone the mm-hmm. phantom titanic
1: he's
4: and so hot too like I, I, <sighs> so hot i i, I, he's not I guess that he's hot
1: but yeah i get it bald so I, no, I, 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 I know you i know you bald I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I guess I he's got, forget how good he is in in Titanic. Like, yeah, because I'm um, just so used to his other films. But he's great in Titanic.
2: I, I guess he's got the reputation of being a little difficult. Is, is maybe something that's held yeah. back. But, but I, I mean, like he he is so fucking good in this and like everything else I've seen him in, and it's just like, how is he not Brad Pitt right now? Like, it it makes no sense to me. But you know, yeah, yes.
5: good uh, point. He kept that sniper series alive for like five sequels, and it, they're not bad movies. But he kept it alive for five sequels. Yeah. yeah. No, I
1: mean, if you have that, and then like the mummy, the mummy he was in the mummy, wasn't he? Yep. Mummy, and then like with Titanic. Honestly, wait, wait, like, wait. Why wait. wasn't he a Brad Pitt, or wasn't he a? Um, the guy from Encino Man and fucking Mummy, uh, that uh, uh, Brandon was, Fraser or wait, whatever his name is, you know, like
2: he was in the he wasn't in the Mummy, he
1: wasn't was the he? Mummy?
2: No, that that's that uh, Arnold Vosloo or whatever the fuck.
1: Okay. his same as like, The thing is, like, he's so good. Why wasn't he in these films? Why is he this? Why like he should have been bigger than it was? Maybe he yeah. was really hard to to deal with though.
2: Uh, like I've I've heard like some stories where he's kind of. <laughs> been a prick but I, I don't know if that's true or not that means no i hope not yeah no because I, I love everything i've seen him in um really? we, we got william sadler another fucking jim here as uh frank breaker uh he's been in all the good stuff like bill and tid's bogus journey Sha shank redemption green mile the mist uh vfw had a really great stint in star trek deep space nine uh, he he pops up in the original Tales from the Crypt series as well. First episode of that. Um, Gary and I. Yep, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say Gary and I covered that on uh, our last call of Torchies, a bonus episode where we talked about uh, the Will uh, the Walter Hill directed uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes.
5: So they, they mentioned Die Hard two in the trailer that he's in, and mm-hmm. if you haven't seen William Sadler new martial arts. You're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got Jada Pickett. Uh, now Jada
2: Pickett Smith um, as uh, Jerry Line, and she was in all kinds of interesting stuff in the 90s, Minutes Society, Nutty Professor, the uh, Eddie Murphy version of that, of course. Scream 2, The Matrix Reloaded, and Revolutions, and the uh, latest Matrix film, The Matrix Resurrections. Her, her Film career really slowed down once she got married to Will Smith, though. Like it was <laughs>
1: my favorite name for her now is Gi Jane. <laughs> Thank you. So
5: if you haven't seen her as Fish Mooney on the Gotham series, she's she's pretty great on that show. I mean, I think everybody's great on Gotham. Myself, and if you're a DC fan, you should be watching that show or watch it because it's over now. But she's mm-hmm. great on that show as well. Okay. Uh, and co- of course, we have the great Thomas Hayden
2: Church as Roach. Of course, he got his—you know—not his start, but where people kind of recognize him is from Wings, as as we mentioned. You know, a lot of horror ro- royalty now from Wings. Um, but I mean, probably still his biggest film is Sideways. That's kind of like the people, the the sort of film people know him from. But he was in Tombstone, Spider-Man Three, Killer Joe, Hell, the two- 2019 Hellboy. Which was disappointing but kind of enjoyable
5: in other ways. But you know what he's in that I still enjoy for lots of stupid reasons. And most of his John Cleese talking gorilla is um oh as as an ape named ape. That's George of the Jungle. And uh <laughs> that's the film Brendan Fraser's having a good time in, okay? Mm. <laughs> nice.
2: Uh we got CC Pounder as Irene. Um she's also got, you know, sort of like smaller parts in and, and some significant films. She's in Face Off. She's in End of Days. Uh, she's in the first Avatar film, and apparently she's going to be in all the other ones. Uh, that's what IMDb is saying, all those ones that James Cameron are making, so there you go. Love that um, one. Mm. Uh, we got John Kezir as the voice of the Crypt Keeper. He has just a multitude of fucking voice credits and like Animated shit that you've seen, some video games and stuff like that. Like, you know, he also has like some you know acting roles. Not 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 anything necessarily. I, I saw to like bring up, but uh, he's there. He's the crib keeper. Um, Brenda Backey as Cordelia. Uh, she has quite a few interesting credits: Despa, Under Siege, Dark Territory, as like the the horny military chick who gets thrown off a train with her. Dude, she's fucking
5: um, well, I, I gotta ask now. Lady Lee, have you seen Despa?
4: I have not. Oh, <laughs> Just, we
5: yeah. we need to do that. Just think of a health club that's haunted with like some lifetime shit in it. Oh, it's it's magical, you know. She'll she'll enjoy it. I think she'll enjoy it. We, we should do that. <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, I'm in. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, and she's also in hot shots part 2. Uh, yeah, she's done some stuff. We got Dick Miller. we've talked about Dick Dick Miller multiple times as Uncle Willie the great Dick Miller that
1: that guy guy, yeah. just what a great person
2: yeah just fucking fantastic Gary Farmer is Deputy Bob Uh, Gary Farmer we've covered him in Ghost Dog the Way of the Samurai and of course he's also in the other Jim Jeremush film Dead Man he's been in all kinds of stuff but that's what sort of pops up for me we got synopsis here. Breaker is a man who carries the last of seven keys, special containers which held the blood of Christ and were scattered across the universe to prevent the forces of evil from taking over. If the collector gets the last key, the universe will fall into chaos, and he has been tracking Breaker all the way to a small inn in a nowhere town. And now the final battle for the universe begins. Okay, that's fine, I guess. Kind of yeah, last
1: He goes to the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is we'll
2: talk about that. That's fucking convoluted as fuck. Um, yeah. Uh so
5: Gary, we'll go to you first. What are your sort of general thoughts on Demon Knight? Oh, this is a lot of fun. I mean, it sets it up real fine. Right right when right from the from jump when the movie starts, you you hear that filter song and you see these two opposing forces coming at each other and it's, it's a good versus evil right off the bat. And I, I enjoy the hell out of the way it's set up. Um, great cast all around. I, I, I enjoy, enjoy CCH pounder and, and anything. Mm-hmm. Cause she, she, you always trust to be the same way. And, you know, even in turds like RoboCop three, she, she, <laughs> she brings something to the table, um, which I think is the biggest crime about RoboCop three is it's so bad, but it's full of great character actors. Mm-hmm. Um, the shield watch the shield people amazing but um uh, yeah it, it, it's it's the, the demons are fun you know doing stuff and you know you could tell they're people in makeup and not cg and mm-hmm. the way they walk and they move is is goddamn impressive um billy zane being as charismatic as, as ever you know punching through somebody's face in this movie that's it, it, <laughs> Oh, it's it's phenomenal. There's a lot to talk about, and and I, I I do enjoy most things about this movie, if not if not all of it, and except maybe our final girl, and I'm sure we'll get into that. And she she's she's just kind of there, but you know somebody had to be somebody had to be the final girl. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'll let somebody else talk about it. I I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, Paul, your general thoughts?
1: Of course, Gary's wrong, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good film. It's a good film uh, for someone who's already watched Demons and Demons 2. The demons aren't as crazy. You kind of expect that from that stuff, but like completely what he said uh crazy front um it's a little bit interesting seeing uh the you have to kill both eyes, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to kill the demon, but just Again, right one on Gary said. Just great uh, cinematography, great storyline, great kind of stuff going on. Very visceral, very in your face. It doesn't let up, and mm-hmm. when it lets up, it gives you a one liner. It just lets up again, like it, it's like it's like oh, we're just gonna slow down, just to give you this one liner that's very hit and miss, and then just boom, here's some more gore shit. Like <laughs> it's like okay, all right. And for when it came out, I'll tell you what. I was 14, probably, when it came out. It was a fucking thrill ride. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw the nipple clamps come up, I knew I was in for a good time. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The electrified
4: it. nipple clamps.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Kind and of like <laughs> Lee Meister. Let's go. Yeah, Lady Lee. Go ahead.
4: Um, I love this movie I, uh, My parents bought me the video The VHS uh, Back when I was in grade school Because they knew that I loved horror movies mm. They had no idea uh, What <laughs> it was actually about But uh, knew I loved horror movies Knew I loved watching Tales from the Crypt So they bought me this and I watched it so many times. Uh, my dad watched it, actually, and he thought it was really good, too. Like, he enjoyed it. He thought the storyline was cool. Um, he thought the, like, the idea, the concept, like the good versus evil, uh, the beginning, how it starts off that, like, uh, Breaker is seems to be the bad guy in everybody's eyes, and then at the end he's, like, basically the hero of it all, like trying to save the world. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool how they did that. Um, I... Uh, I was in love with Jada when I first saw her. Um, mm-hmm. She's so gorgeous. Like when she uh, comes out of the the attic, she like comes down. Yeah, that part right there. Oh my god, that's that's what I knew. I wasn't straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's stunning. Um, so you know the one part where Billy Zane is trying to seduce Jada, and mm. there's a picture with like the demons touching. When I touched my friend's belly when she was pregnant and felt a kick. That is literally the image that was in my
1: mind. <laughs> wow. That's not a good image to have in your mind. Did,
2: did, 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 did like, you, like, did you, like, did you tell helped. your friend they what were going to have a doing? demon child? <laughs> like, like-
4: but it was just how when she touches it and the hand pushes out, that's literally like what I felt. Like That is what the wow. image was in my mind. <laughs> did,
2: like- did you did you like look at your friend and go, you're going to have Billy Zane? <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, uh, when Cordelia is being seduced by Billy Zane, I'm like, it makes sense. I'd be seduced by him.
1: Okay. i say when it goes completely wrong, it's all your fault. You better run up to it.
4: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I'll turn into a nasty demon just to to kind of get with Billy Zane. It should not get with Billy Zane either. Um, we
1: have the mama babysitter right here. We're talking to her right now.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, don't trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Um, <laughs> I, I can easily be deduced by good-looking demons.
2: <laughs> uh, I know that too. I'm yeah, Not saying nothing right now. <laughs> I loved... I loved, I loved
4: oh, invent, good laugh. I
1: haven't had a laugh like that for a while.
4: Like the final fight between Jada and Billy, which is like, Would you ever (laughs) me? (laughs) I will be your demon wife. We can destroy the world together. (laughs) Fuck this world anyway. Who cares? As long as we can keep the dogs alive. All I,
1: mean, I got from the end of this movie Is spit
2: my mouth That's all yeah. I got That would be your only caveat Yes Billy Zane will destroy the world together As long as you keep all the dogs alive uh, I'm, I'm, dogs I'm, 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 do. I'm yeah, into Cats it. are bitches but like dogs quiet. can live
4: they all took Billy Zane's side in the first place. So
2: <laughs> why not? Yeah, uh, like so many of the characters are selfish assholes. It's like, yeah, let's just go with what Billy Zane's saying. That seems seems like the easy idea. Um, I, I like this film a lot. I actually enjoyed it more than in, in this watch. Like oh. like kind of deeply, you know, analyzing it a little bit deeper, even though you know it's not a super deep film or anything like that. But like. Uh, you know i've seen it several times um, i like that it opens up with like basically a parody of the tales from the crypt show so you got this like truncated like revenge tale from the grave with tits and blood and then that's kind of like the popular perception of what the tales from the crypt ep- sort of series yeah. was right and you know some of those episodes definitely were just that and also yeah. there was like several episodes that were like way deeper and great too but I, li- I like that the film knew, like, this is where we're coming from. This is what we are. This is what people think we let me, uh, are.
1: gonna uh, give you a little uh, story, Lee, back in the day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch Tales in the Crypt. My mom and dad said, you aren't allowed. It's uh-huh. too, they had to watch it first and then say if I could watch it because there might be breasticles. And I was like, yeah. these are the same people who rented me every faces of death.
2: <laughs> but, and, but and again, I mean, if, if, if there's a the world from- around
1: us, and that's why I try to teach my kids too and teach people around me and stuff as I grew up. Look, people use the worst words in the world hate, murder, torture they, as everyday things, but they use fuck as a bad word. If you stop, calm down, and realize what you're doing, the words that you're using so fluently. Are the worst things humanity will ever do to somebody but fuck it's- and love are literally the same word
4: it's funny because we just had it's- the conversation of like fuck and really- you just
1: you need to calm down and realize your terminology and stop using words like hate unless there's you know i'm gonna kill this motherfucker are you gonna kill him no then then shut your mouth you know what I mean? Like, realize what you're talking about. Yeah. But they stopped me from watching this because there might be boobies.
4: There is boobies. <laughs> Mom,
1: that sorry, but you showed me your boobies at least once in my life. Lots pay. of boobies in the soul. So not lots, at, you're, not, you're not worried that I'm stabbing girls, but you're worried I might be stabbing them in the boobies. So, I mean, yeah. like, just calm I mean, down. And I had my well, like, talk with my parents, and they kind of calmed down. They realized. I mean, I had an adult conversation when I was like, Ten, which is weird, but they go. You're right. There you go, and there you go. I can stab girls wherever I want now. Thanks that's, to that. That's a good. That's,
2: time. that's go, the. That's Turner. the takeaway. <laughs> so that's a great takeaway. But um,
4: the one uh, scene had boobs.
2: Yeah. No, there there
1: was one scene. No, there's two scenes of boobs. Yeah, but there was less than I wanted. Let's just say yeah.
2: That. No, we'll get to the second film, but you know, there, there was two scenes of boobs.
4: Yeah, there's a there's
2: a nipple club scene.
4: It's, it's, It's it's side boom, but it's still boom. Okay, yeah. That one's yeah. less noticeable. The other one's very like much more noticeable. Uh, f- I fucking. I honestly was paying attention to the guy with like his fucking nipple clamps. It's like, oh, my nipples are. Yeah, no,
2: nipple. I was not looking at that at all. I was looking at her riding. him. <laughs> <her. laughs> my <laughs> nipples are smoking. <laughs> <spoken. laughs> yeah, no, I, I was looking at. I was looking at her riding him.
4: I was um, laughing my ass off just that line. <laughs> <I> just <laughs>
1: keep so... telling my kids to go. go just upstairs. just goes to show you go where upstairs. the
2: female gaze and the male gaze goes and yeah. no, like that. No,
1: that's
2: how it is. Yeah, uh, but but. But um, yeah, uh, I, I like how this starts off as like a crime. Like it, it it almost feels like, you know, when did Dust from Dust Till Dawn come out? It's 1903,
1: uh, 1986 94. or 7 or 8, that no, area. No, no. no, 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 no. Eight. Nin, it was 93, from Dust no Till way. Dawn. No way. That that late? Oh, no, Dust Till Dawn. 1996. Sorry. 1996, yeah. Really? Oh, oh, I Jesus thought it was crazy. 5.
2: Okay, Luckily, so um,
4: I just Googled it.
1: So
2: yeah. so so Quentin Tarantino you hack, I guess, because um you know you, you, got the, you got this you got this change up well in Robert Rod- 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 Rodriguez Rodriguez. Rodriguez? Can I can I say that? I don't, I don't know if I can say it. Rodriguez? Yeah. Yeah, you guys said it. That's good. We know who we're talking about. Uh you, you <laughs> hack. Um because oh, yeah, you know, it, 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 it's it starts off as like a straight laced crime story, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like guy running from like a an apparent authority um,
1: with his body. And, that's a murderer.
2: Yeah. And then, then it turns into a horror story and then it turns into a siege story. So like, I, I like how it progresses. Um, and the thing about this that I really like uh, as much as I like anthology films and the original tales from the crypt is an anthology film. I'm glad that they kept this as one story and didn't do an anthology because Uh, They tend to be so inconsistent, especially when there's, like, you know, bigger production involved. So, like, here, this movie is big budget. There's a lot of people, you know, sticking their fingers in the pot to get the honey. Um, Original Tales from the Crypt in 1972 was much more streamlined, had fewer people, you know, involved in Mm -hmm. it, in the creative drive to it. it. Even then, that movie has its highs and lows. Where this, where like this, this movie, I think maintains the quality throughout. I
3: would
2: love it. Yeah, and that being said, this isn't like this isn't necessarily true to what Tales from the Crypt is, where it's like short, snappy bits of writing, um, you know, from the TV series and uh, the source material, like the comics. Yeah, I will say this
1: though: this film. Has the isolation factor? Mm-hmm. Now I hate to say this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this film to me has the isolation factor of *Night of the Living Dead*. Oh yeah, no, totally, totally. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's totally, what like, makes this film work. I mean, it's, you come in, you roll in, you fuck them up, you leave. That's it. The *The uh,
2: Night of Living Dead* the siege narrative, quote unquote. yeah like, and that's that. why
1: the small cast. Works so well spanning out a full film of this movie.
2: Yeah, because they're playing off each other in the entire runtime, right? Absolutely. You, you got all oh, these so desperate, good. yeah, all these different characters. You, you got the Thomas Aiden Church character who's, you know, kind of the stand in as the uh, the asshole in Night of the Living yeah. Dead. and people
1: that don't want to be with each other, don't like mm-hmm. each other, but we're in the same film, so we got to fight, but got try to get along and blah, 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 blah. Mm hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I fucking laughed with uh, with Billy Zane and Irene when he tries to seduce her with the arm. She like puts her stump up.
2: And- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's me you a yeah.
1: finger, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I,
2: I, I like, I like that. I, I like that idea too, because you know, like, so. Uh, William Sadler uses like the blood from the cross thing to block off the entrances, so Billy Zane yeah. can't get in. So what he tr- so what he does is he tries to give deals to people in their in their minds, you know, like yeah, he, he'll, yeah, right. he'll 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 appeal to their like vanity, like whatever kind of like their desires, their desires, their sins, whatever. He'll appeal to them, and if they let him in. And he can turn them into demons and use them to fight in, yeah. inside well, the place. Like
1: even, even, like, remotely. And, and the one film where the, the essentially, hooker is mm-hmm. looking out the window and sees him. Like, you can feel the lips pressing against the lips. The, the tears blow away. Mm-hmm. And that's when she turns to like, the demon. And, again, if you've seen demons, demons 2, you, on, you kind of expect the kind of crazy change. But if you're, uh, I'll tell you what, a virgin to these kind of demon shit, it is an epic event to watch these demons do their shit. It is pretty crazy. And 95
2: at this point is kind of super, pretty pretty far
1: removed from demons. Yeah. Well, you have that Rick James demon the whole time. <laughs> uh, you know, I always it the Rick James demon, but yes, yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy the shit that happens, especially when they have that like uh, the kind of Fright Night um, when uh, Amber Amber Breeze has that open like it opens and opens again like that huge mm-hmm. mouth thing they do it in this they do it really well. I really like the darkness of the of the sets, so all that um, uh, a- atmosphere kind of gets cloaked in and So, yeah. you can't see it so much, so it's so visceral and realistic, it's pretty crazy.
5: I, I just love it. This something Ernest Dickerson does in many things. Like, I talk about do the right thing for, for three hours if you wanted me to. But, um, the way he shot this is clearly shot on Universal Backlot, but he still gives attention to detail, like some old school. Shit. Like, you can tell there's still matte painting shots in this movie, mm-hmm. you know, and he still uses this. shit. And I can appreciate it. His love for the old school character, the old school filmmaking. Uh, speaking of characters, I love they threw away. They didn't give any fuck about a kid in this movie. They just <laughs> murdered. They just fucking murdered his ass. Oh yeah, yeah. they
1: murder just... kids because that's important.
5: <laughs> well, lots well, of like this is like '95 we had like because uh, they aren't
1: pussies back then. Kill kids, kill women, fuck all, and that's like, how you can do it
5: had like hero kids back in this day, which I watched many. So I still watch Blast Action Hero and Three Ninjas and shit like that. And, you know, these are like, hey, kids are hero, kid power. They're like, hey, this kid's going to read a comic book. He's going to turn into a fucking demon. He's going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Last Action Hero.
1: I got a chance to meet Tom Ninnan. He was really cool. Nice. Thank you.
2: And, yeah. And, you know, Paul saying, you know, connection to demons, the original demons, like, the whole thing with the kid reading the Tales from the Crypt comic book and turning into a demon—that feels like the logic of demons, where What's it's like, point? yeah, where no, where just a person interacts with something and becomes a demon. Like it you makes know. no sense; it just happens, you know, kind of and, thing. And
5: he's the most innocent person in the movie, probably this kid. Mm-hmm. And they give no fucks about just discarding him, and like, yeah, it's
2: it's great. Yeah, he runs away from his parents. Like, there, there's a bit of time where the people are hanging out in the hotel or whatever, and you know, Billy Zane's like, he can't get in with his demons, so he goes to the town next door and fucks with this kid's parents and turns them into demons and sends that kid running into the mine shaft. That they uh,
1: find. And, and like like a scapegoat. Mm. And then he becomes like the biggest fucking. He's like ten foot tall when he's fucking fucking the people up too. He turns into
2: he turns into fucking Doctor Tongue from Day of the Dead, like with, with the way his mouth is <laughs> done and shit. It's fucking great. Um, and I, I also love how like simple and streamlined the story is. Like it, you don't need to. Get too deep into the lore or the backstory. Like, it gives you some good flashbacks. And it's like, I get it. I get what's going on. Yeah. De- demons around Christ. Christ's blood goes into the fucking thing. That's what we used to fight the demons. That's it. And the demons are going to, uh, you know, follow the guy who's holding the fucking cross of the blood in it. Yeah. And like, like, you could have turned this into a TV series. I'm surprised yeah,
1: they actually. I, I completely agree with you. This is why. This was such an easy film for us to like. It was boom, 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 simple. You didn't have to take a lot of time to understand it. You didn't need backstory, four story, In you go have a good time. Boom, it was yeah. done. Yeah. It was
4: awesome. I, 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 you know what? I thought Billy Zane as like the demon, the head demon, was just so good. Oh, he 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 yeah, runs he away with every scene
2: he's, he's great. in,
1: right? Like, was and, like, he was funny. He was an asshole. He was everything he wanted to be.
2: Like. And like everyone's good in this, but Billy Zane runs away of every scene he's in. Like he he's so mm. fucking good. Like he feels almost over. he feels too good for this film. It's like
1: there wasn't we... enough bits.
2: <laughs> I mean, there was a lot in that one scene with fucking Uncle Willie. You no, know, and, and I and I gotta say, Uncle Willie, I like your taste in fantasy women. Lots of brunettes in yeah, there. There you go. <laughs> it's pretty You're good taken by the
4: by booze and boobs so stub it
2: <laughs> yeah no it's it, uh, everything Sorry. was good everything was good um but i i mean i like billy zane's angry demon dick fire at the end oh of the my film, god yes where, 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 you know he just literally explodes from his pants you know AJ to pink and smith if you want to hang out with me, this is what you got to expect. You're gonna get in fire Bukaki. Apparently,
4: yeah, it's <laughs> terrifying. Uh,
2: I like that. I'd like that line with uh, Brenda Backey where it's like, you know, uh, she was saying, "Get that pussy off the table," and she gets off the table. I didn't yes. mean you. I meant the cat.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: That's good. Like, there's so many good lines in this. Like,
1: everything. Her line, that one. Her line of just like, is that a yes? No, that's me giving you the finger, asshole. Mm-hmm. Is one of the best lines ever.
4: Oh my god, it's so. Every, good. Every, everything. One
1: of the best lines ever.
2: Everything in this movie fucking fires off in all cylinders. Like it, everything's kind of like note perfect, and, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of interesting to see where this sort of film sits in the 1990s you know, where horror was in the nineties. So like
1: it was in the middle of the nineties where people had a little bit of free range still where it wasn't crazy, where it wasn't set in its ways. So I do appreciate that.
2: Well, like I mean this is just before Scream cuz Scream's 96,
1: yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. And then Scream obviously ruined everything. So Well, I'm not going to blame West I'm Raven.
2: not I'm not going to blame Scream for ruining everything. I'm going to blame everyone who imitated him for a couple of years, right? But I mean
1: Well, I wish fuck you Wes Craven. I'll never like you and I hope you died earlier. <laughs> there you go god damn
2: no 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 no, no. uh here here's this here's this here's the fucking thing okay so
4: oh man i just watched a new scream sorry i just just remembered i just watched a new scream it's fucking terrible (laughs) the first (laughs) five minutes i predicted the two killers like, I literally predicted both killers because they tried to make it seem like, oh, it's a copycat. It's only going to be one. And then they tried to joke about, like, sniffing another. Oh, it can't be me. And then the friend, and when they said she was going to be the killer, I'm like, yeah, those two are going to be the killers. Guess who the killers were? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, oh, oh,
1: everybody really now,
4: if you're going to watch it.
1: <laughs> but I mean, am well, not point, trying to give you a hard time, Lee. I really respect you. No,
2: but but at th- at this point, so, like, in the 1990s, horror was on a downturn. Like there, there was not a lot of great horror movies in the 1990s. There was a handful. Um, But after this film, like this is kind of one of the last really fucking great studio backed like horror films of the 1990s. Cause after this point, you get a lot of direct to video shit. Like that's where the market really started to bloat. So like, if this was made like two years later, this would have been direct video right? Like, this would not have been under consideration for a theatrical release, because the the studios were just casting off all these productions as direct video because they were afraid to risk the bo- box office. Like, after Scream, everyone wanted to make, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer and all those clones for the next, like, two or three years or whatever, before, like, Japanese horror became the thing. Um, so, like, this is kind of kind of a high water mark honestly for 90s horror as far as I'm concerned I think it's
5: really fucking good this is our hero this yeah. right heroes anchor Bay comes in and just releases everything on DVD right around the same time and yeah right right around 2000 at the cusp of the millennium they say here here's everything Italian you've ever wanted to watch you know?
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, there's a lot of ones like uh, Delamote De Mori came out this time too 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, Things like that. Um, not too much that I can come off with the top of my head as far as 90s go. Like, the mid-90s is pretty much the epoch of, of that era. Mm. It's the pinnacle of that. And then, like you said, you go to that uh, major for TV bullshit, and then later it comes into the 2000s. So I don't even want to start talking about that. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, we have any sort of final thoughts before we get into trivia and stuff? Or? Well, I, mean, this,
1: I mean, like this film, honestly, I, uh, I just think it's really cool. I mean, I, I think this is a great film. Um, the way they, this is the probably first film I ever shot, saw that, uh, maybe, maybe get me wrong if I'm wrong. Uh, probably am, but shooting the eyes out to, to make the soul go away. And they use that later than Constantine, uh, mm. Uh, series, too, shooting the eyes out. So that was really cool. Um, this is the first time I've really seen, again, I, I will say it because I'm a bitch, the Night of Living Dead format. The Night of Living Dead format is a very truncated format you don't see a lot of times. It's that isolated area, couple people, isolated house, done. That's pretty much the format that I used from 1968. And you see it again in this film. And it, it gives you that time to soak up the atmosphere, soak up the people, soak up the conflict, and soak up the re- resolution. It's mm-hmm. interesting. I don't think many films since the 80s have done this. This is a really good film.
4: It's fucking awesome.
1: It I really mean- gives you the time to really give everybody the perspective. It gives you the quality and cinema, cinematographic uh Cinematography to Cina, do it.
2: cinematography is what you say.
1: Well, <laughs> it's, it's not that, that sounds, spicy, it sounds delicious, sure. spicy. yeah. It sounds it's very, very delicious. delicious, but less spicy. It's yeah, no, like, it's...
2: it's good. Like, I, I would say, like, plenty of films have ripped off that siege thing from Night of the Living Dead, but this is one that does it so well, yeah. But that not, not like, that well, yeah. That this is this one, like, takes it to a place where it's like everything works. Perfectly. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. So we have a we have a budget here of twelve million. It went it made twenty one point one million, so it did pretty good for itself. What's the budget? Uh twelve million. You, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, That'd good. good. Yeah, yeah. Holy it's like shit. it should have done well. Uh <laughs> you can find it anywhere, oh, wow. like uh Blu-ray, D V D, iTunes, Google Play, Microsoft
5: Store. Amazon Prime Voodoo and Movies Anywhere. I, I can recommend that Screen Factory Blu-ray because it's loaded with extras and it looks great on there. So nice, awesome. I don't actually.
1: I don't own this film, which is uh, weird because I own everything. So
2: yeah, that's. I was actually kind of su- a sort of surprised and not surprised because it's like this is deep into the like the period where Paul's like core doesn't exist anymore. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. yeah, yeah.
5: You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah.
2: Uh, one little bit of like trivia here I'll I'll just throw in. So Demon Knight was a script that had been circulating in Hollywood for a number of years. The script first turned up to Tom Holland, who did, intended to shoot the movie as a follow-up to Child's Play. It was dropped when Holland decided to make Fatal Beauty instead. Later turned up with Mark Carducci, who passed it on to Mary Lambert of, you know, Pet Cemetery fame. After that, the script ended up at Full Moon but was dropped from the roster due to budgetary constraints. Thank you very fucking much, by the way, because I do not want to see the full moon version of this at all. As much as I like a lot of full moon stuff, like, no, no do, I have not, too
1: many do, films.
2: do not do this film. It eventually wound up in the disc of Joe silver greenlit the film as a Tales from the Crypt movie, although it wasn't adapted from EC comics and, and lacked the standard morality play, which is yet yeah, like, it's not like an episode of Tales from the Crypts. Um, producers decided had the right mixture of horror and humor to be produced as a tale from the crypt spinoff movie and that that's kind of it yeah yeah we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back and talk about uh, bordello blood
5: To have ferrets one day because, because of the Beastmaster. But those are smelly creature I don't want in my yeah.
1: house. Yeah. Thank. Yeah, for sure. I like it. it. If you watch Beastmaster, was it was Beastmaster three? They have and he drives by. Beastmaster two is playing on the marquee as he drives <laughs> by. I always loved that. I love Dawson. Uh
2: Don Coscarelli. Good. Time. He
1: he only did the first
2: Beastmaster, right? He didn't do the other ones. Yeah, Wynorski
5: mm-hmm. did the second one for sure. Oh, yeah. Wynorsky, yeah.
1: I'm actually drinking a, a black ale right now that I home brewed. It's a little <laughs> bit too much uh star and ice for me, but it's still nice.
5: Which I, 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 don't, uh, I don't have the complaints about Beastmaster too, because you get Wingshauser and Sarah Douglas in that movie, so Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I I like
2: Beastmaster too. I think it's fun. Um, all right. Are we ready to go on the next one?
6: Yeah. All
2: right. All right. Tales yeah. From, Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood from 1996. And we have a trailer. We're going to play that now.
0: Bad time the door is open. Evening boys. The women are available. We've been waiting for you. But the price. Are you ready? Is non-negotiable. At least
6: now she'll know what's eating him. She is. Welcome to the Bordello of Blood. Lucy, I'm home! Where pleasure may be for sale. Take off your clothes, worm. You know, you make it sound really enticing. But death is on the house. My name is Rafe Gutman, Gutman Investigations. My brother's been gone for days. This is your brother? Wow. Same parents? Sneak. I'm looking for your friend Caleb, you seen him? i'm here for the uh, cunningham wake i'm afraid the wake is closed tonight if i don't grieve right now maybe even grieve two or three times i'm gonna go out of my mind okay universal pictures presents dennis miller we should split and get some really bad juju off this place in a new tale so sexy Can cool. watch and so terrifying don't forget tasteful it could only come from the crypt Cha-ching. Tales from the Crypt presents
2: Borghetto of Blood. <laughs> Directed by Gilbert Adler, Uh, mostly a producer, this guy. Uh, He he did some film and TV writing. Uh, He wrote Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. He has a lot of writing credits on the Tales from the Crypt TV series and Freddy's Nightmares, which
1: (laughs) that series, it's like you wrote on that. Yeah, 86, yeah, Freddy's Nightmares.
2: Was it was it that early? I, I think I have
1: like, it on DVD. I think I have it on DVD. The whole thing, but they were weird.
2: There's not a lot of good fil- uh, fucking episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. I'm just gonna say it. it's it, it has its charms, but it's uh, a, like- it's just a slag. <laughs> Uh We got writers here: William M. Gaines, and of course, that's just basically crediting the original dude from EC Comics who did Tales from the Crypt. Bald of Horror, Weird Science. And uh, this is a guy who famously fought the Comic Code Authority back in the day uh, where they were trying to censor comics because they were bad for kids. Unless, you know, all this horror and this science fiction and stuff is is, uh, detrimental to children's upbringing. So we need to censor that shit. But thankfully, he had Mad Comics, which became Mad Magazine. Which did not fall under the comic code authority because it was in black and white and in a magazine format. So he continued on, Uh, and of course, EC Comics has the legacy of continuing on, and you know, uh, being adapted as the original Tales from the Crypt from 1972, and originally, and you know, eventually became the uh, TV series. Uh, uh, We got Bob Gale who uh, wrote Back to the Future series. Robert Zemeckis, who also wrote that series, wrote and directed, you know, stuff like Used Cars, Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Amazing Stories, Romancing the Stone, Force Gump.
0: Yes,
1: Amazing Her. Stories. Oh.
2: Yeah. Yes. Death Becomes Her and Contact. Uh, lots of great credits for Robert Zemeckis. i tell you uh,
1: what, Death Becomes Her is an amazing film. If you haven't watched it, please do so. Oh, I it's love a, that movie. It's, it's a great so movie. awesome.
2: Uh, we got A.L. Katz, who also co-wrote on Children of the Corn 2. Uh, he also wrote on Freddy's Nightmares and Tales from the Crips. And he went on to write on the uh, *Odor Limits series that came out in the, what, was it late 90s or early 2000s? When it, or maybe span that, that
1: period. I, I, I assume that the, top, the old Outer Limits came out in the early 2000s again. Hmm. If they were in the 90s, I think I would have watched them. I'm I'm a
2: little
1: suspicious about that.
2: I I did watch it because it was Canadian-made, and, like, one of the big drawing points, and, like, I think the very first episode was that Alyssa Milano showed up on it, and she got naked. Or, well, she didn't get naked. Okay. She, had, really? she, had
1: her, she had her titties. So they, were, um, they might have been uh, truncated on the, uh, American TV a little bit they later. Were,
2: they, were, they were censored on American TV. Like, it was, it was the same thing with, like, the Hitchhiker series from the 90s. Or the 80s, oh, I mean. Oh, that
1: was so where, good.
2: Where, like, the, like a, a couple seasons had, like, lots of violence and titties, and they got picked up by an American network, and they had to, like, censor all that shit. But, um, yeah, that yeah. showed
1: on USA Network. I still mm-hmm. have
2: that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, starring Dennis Miller as Rafe Gutman. Of course, everyone knows mm. Dennis Miller as a uh, quote-unquote Asshole. comedian uh, from SNL. <laughs> And, of course, he's got his own Dennis Miller shows, and he had a few movies that he appeared in, and we'll talk about Dennis Miller as we go on. <laughs> I I have things to say about this guy. Uh, Erica Ellenek as Catherine Verdue. Actually has an early credit as, you know, in E.T. The Extraterrestrial is like a attractive girl or something like that. Uh, she's in the Blob remake, which is excellent. Um, and, of course, yeah, I think most people is, remember... Yeah. Yeah, and I think most people remember her from her two roles here in like Baywatch, the TV series, and Under Siege, the Steven Seagal film, where she you know pops out of a cake and pops her top off. So what, yeah, 91? Like, ninety one, like 91 was in Under Siege. I, I can't remember, but yeah, it, you
1: Under, know, 91. that was
2: that was back in like the two or three year period where. Steven Seagal make, made good movies, and you know
5: <laughs> also in what I think is the underrated um, Beverly Hillbillies television adaptation movie. She she oh, did that, yeah. oh yeah with with Chip Verney, yeah oh, it's so wonderful
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah yeah uh, we got the incredibly beautiful Angie Everhart here as Lilith. Um, mostly known as a model, of course, but she was she's had some sort of like bit parts and stuff. She was in Last Action Hero Jade. Uh another she went on to do like sexy movies for a little while. Uh another nine and a half weeks, the substitute, failure is not an option, um, sexual predator and bear witness. So, you know, she had a few like, you know, direct to video stuff where it's like, ah, you look really hot. Let's have you show your boobies and have sex on film (sighs) kind of thing, which I was talking to Lady Lee about this off uh, off the show. She deserved way better because she's actually a pretty good actress and she shows a lot in this film, I think. And it feels like she potentially could have done a lot of better roles with the sort of charisma and stuff she has going on. Yeah. Well
5: it's not actual sex. It's really bumping and grinding. Yeah,
2: no. But I mean you can still you can still get off on that. But um yeah, no, but but yeah, no, she wasn't doing porn. She was just doing, you know, like soft a couple softcore movies and like movies where she gets naked and does like softcore scenes in them.
4: She's freaking stunning.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. A a lady, by the way, who um in her early years, like I think, as a teenager, fell off a horse and broke her back, and had to learn how to, you know, walk again. Basically. Oh, and
4: she had thyroid cancer.
2: Yeah, she had thyroid cancer later on.
4: And she had like, another injury, like a some Did sort she? of skydiving injury. Yeah.
2: Oh fuck. But uh, yeah, no, she she deserved better in her career. I I think I, it I was
4: think. Uh, unfortunately because she was during the time of uh, Weinstein as well. So I was reading up that she. Oh
2: yeah, um, he he masturbated in front of her or something. She said, yeah, "Yeah," which
4: unfortunately is probably one of those situations where she lost a career because she wasn't gonna do anything to him.
2: Yeah, that's
4: because um, she was. I I like yeah. Anyways, we'll finish that and we'll talk about her later. Yeah,
2: uh, we got I the great answer. we got the great Chris Sarandon here as Reverend Seat C- J C Current. Uh, started off a Dog Day Afternoon. Of course, he's in the Sentinel Fright Night Princess Bride. Child's Play, The Resurrected. Yeah, we covered that. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas is Jack Skellington. Fucking great guy. Um, love him in this, by the way. Mm-hmm. and he, he, He's a highlight in this. We got Corey Feldman as Caleb Verdue. Uh, we covered him in Meatballs 4 a li- <laughs> way early on in this podcast. And, you know, we don't need to go into his troubled history. But, you know, Corey Feldman. And a lot of great stuff in the 80s and even early 90s that we kind of remember. So um, Aubrey Morris is uh, Um This guy's been in a ton of shit. Uh, Blood from the Mummy's Tomb sort of stuck out. Clockwork Orange, Wicker Man. He's in Life Force, Lady Lee, a movie you've watched in the last little while. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Uh, he might he might have looked markedly different. I can't remember how he looked in that film, but he's in it. Um, we got Phil Fun and Dacaro as Vincent Perrier, and this is basically the guy who was not Warwick Davis. He's like Warwick Davis Part Two, I guess is kind of the
5: way to put it. He, he, he worked a lot more than Warwick. I can tell you that, though.
2: He definitely did. He he's in everything, and he, of course he's a little person actor. Uh, Under the Rainbow, Something something Wicked This Way Comes, Star Wars Episode Five uh, 6, uh, Return of the Jedi, The Dungeon Master, Troll, Invaders from Mars, Ghoulies 2, The Garbage Pail Kids movie, Willow, Phantasm 2, Monster High, Lady Lee. And Willow. <laughs> yeah, I just said Willow.
4: Oh, that's what uh, I mean. Like, I seen Willow and we did Monster High because I just talked about Willow.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Hellraiser Bloodline, Land of the Dead, the uh, you know, George Romero returned to zombies before he shit the bed and made two really shitty movies. Um <laughs> then we got <laughs> Paul, not a fan. Uh and then of course we have John Kitzer as the fourth voice of the Crypt Keeper. William Sadler returns in a cameo here as the mummy in the opening. And we got Whoopi Goldberg as hospital hospital patient. <laughs> <laughs> Which, just out of nowhere, makes no sense. Whatever. Uh, synopsis for this. Private Eye, Rafe Gutman is hired by repressed, born-again Catherine to find her missing bad boy brother. The trail leads into a whorehouse run by a thousand-year-old vampire and secretly backed by Catherine's boss, televangel- televangelist Jimmy Current. And, yeah, uh, we'll get into this. Gary, what are your short initial thoughts on this?
5: Um... I, I dig the way it starts, much like Demon. It starts pretty cool. It, it feels like a, like the mummy, like the mummy kind of like a mummy kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Where these guys are going to dig up this tomb, and you know curses are going to befall them. Well, their curses come fast because they die from the resurrected Lilith, Lilith, Lilith played by uh, Angie Everard there. Mm-hmm. And even when she's all fucked up, she's still really sexy, y'all. Yeah, you know, they <laughs> get the long red hair and the scarred face. I still, I still hit that bit, bit know. of a oh, guilt yes. bone. Yeah.
4: It, it would take me a lot not to fuck
5: her <laughs> yeah a bit, bit of a guilt thing going on there you know mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's no secret for me no secret at all <laughs> um it, it doesn't land like like the the, the previous one we talked about but I, I have a lot of fun with it um i changed my name for for this picker review to horny Feldman because he is oh, yeah, did. he is, he is horny as fuck in this movie this movie this this movie is fucking horny this, he, this movie is yeah. super horny he goes from horny to I'm a vampire now, so I want to fuck my sister for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> can I
4: watch? <laughs> I, mean,
2: I mean, I mean, your sister is Eric Ellenek, so yeah, oh, yeah, you do, you do, you do, but
5: still supposed to be your sister. Yeah. Um, he's dead,
4: so it doesn't matter well, anymore. Important, important. your dad. I guess undead, but anyway, yeah. either way,
5: it's he, not, did, it's not, it's... he did. No, he say
4: that he was your brother.
5: It's not, it's, it's, it's not incest if you're undead. Remember that, no, <laughs> no. Right.
4: Exactly.
1: No matter what happens, it's not necrophilia when the hunt stops, long... It's just a sex toy, okay? <laughs> and after that, who gives a fuck?
4: As long as you do not reproduce with your family member, it's not incest. <laughs> as
1: long as you eat what you reproduce, it's okay. I got
2: so many clips I'm going to keep now <laughs> I'm going to play back Jesus Christ
4: oh. Is this going to be like the new um, The new ad for our podcast <laughs>
2: We will fight this For the it, day it, we it, die <laughs> You know it, it, it feels like it Because I do have to redo our ad At this point because you are the North Coast lately And like yeah I need to update yeah. that So
1: If he fucks yeah. it She comes in it and I
2: eat it We're good <laughs> Jesus Christ that's going in there too.
4: Oh. <laughs> We're just a deranged oh, corny group of people if, <laughs>
5: if if you if you look past you know Dennis miller, who's a world class this movie much like he is the most everything he just plays that one note character mm-hmm. and everything now, I, would, it, it,
1: I would say with me the uh Dennis miller is the least well, is the most hard thing to get over as far as like Suspension of reality goes. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Miller. You, you, can you, cannot, ima- you cannot imagine. Angel reality Lamar. where Dennis Miller. I can't goes. understand Dennis Miller being a sex rob.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, you can have his brain, but I want his body.
1: Yeah,
2: no, no, you, don't. <laughs> you can have no, you, him, bud. Edgy Everhart. No, you don't. You don't
5: want him. <laughs> Listen. It's filled with 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 you know horror character acts that you know though, which is I, I gotta love you mentioned Aubrey Morris being in this movie and I think there's wonderful ways in this movie because I, I see that guy's big cheesy smiling face and so many things. and the fact that he shows up with this guy, and this thing is a uh, the owner of the whorehouse slash funeral home. Mm-hmm. It's um it's pretty great. He's just nice and sleazy. And Phil Caro I've loved in many, many things, and yeah, I, I just, I just love a lot of people actors, and he's one of the more prominent ones, and he's great in this movie, and just Hor- horny Feldman and char- <laughs> charismatic uh, Chris Sarandon. Who even as an old man, I, I'm, I'm a straight man, but he he would get it, okay? He's, <laughs> he's, I think he's hotter now as an old man. You know? Yeah, no, he he's he's, he's well. one. He,
2: he is a silver fox, like he no no doubt about it.
4: He definitely aged well.
5: hmm <laughs> it, it's, it's fun, you know, the wh- horror house and killing vampires and super soakers, and if it, it feels like the nineties, as I'll say about that, because because you kill vampires, super soakers, it feels like the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep. Lady Lee your thoughts
4: I um, I'm kind of obsessed with this movie Out of the two that we watched like I find this one to be The one that uh, is a little bit more Fun mm-hmm.
3: because the
4: first one is uh, I find it a little Bit more serious not saying That they're not both fun I think they're both they both are Fun but just like in comparative of both of Them uh, it- <laughs> So I remember first Watching this and first of all Lilith Comes up and God damn it, like you're already intrigued because she is goddamn stunning. She's and her the whole way she's like such a seductress, the whole movie too. Mm-hmm. Like the way she talks, the way she's always like lover and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I just love it. I love it. Oh, I love her. And then uh obviously the boobs that come out, like mm-hmm. just makes it even better because there's so many boobs in this movie. And they they, they
2: keep throwing it in, right? It's like, every every time there's like, oh, we're, we're dragging a little bit. Boobies. bare ass. When Lilith starts
4: it? licking that one girl's finger, oh. I'm like, oh, yep,
5: yep. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a seduction thing. What, what do mindless, horny males love? They love titties. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I have an extra titty in this movie, uh, that line about, you know. Extra, I extra was, nipple. Yeah, I always wanted a girl with a little something extra. So he says, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry.
2: So, continually. No, okay. I was just. About, I was just about to say. Wait, when did when did uh, Mallrats come out? What year was that? I Ninety-six. It. Yeah, about this time. Kevin Smith. Possibly you hack because you know you had the third nipple <laughs> on the uh, 95. ninety-five. Oh, so so Bardello yes. blood. You hack. You ripped off Kevin Smith here, bitch. Uh
3: focus. oh that was so great. What
2: do
1: you say? said, focus.
4: <laughs> it's uh it's such a good I've love Corey Feldman and this he plays like the perfect disgusting horny ass like vampire slash uh, hooligan.
2: He he plays himself, right? He's a creep.
4: He uh oh man. He's he's good in this one. I just thought it was per- it was perfect. It was perfect. If you're gonna put him in a movie and have him as the person he is, this this works out well because I I thought he was quite entertaining. Uh, I didn't realize that um, the guy who played Breaker in the first one I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm, top of my head. William, but, w- William Sadler. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, the Mummy in the first. Yes. one. Yes. Yep.
2: I'm yep. oh,
4: sorry. The Mummy in this one. Um, and also, I like how they brought back the key at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So the key from the uh, Demon Knight was used in Bridal Blood. I'm like, oh, look at you getting clever. I like that. It's uh, it's,
2: it's kind of clever, but at the same time, it's like it's you didn't need to do it. It's just like it, it feels like a cheap connection to the first film.
4: I enjoyed it because it was a connection between both films. Yeah, uh, it was just this like it was small. It wasn't like talked about or anything like that it was just if you saw it you would know because it's not as if they made a big deal about the key in the first place like it's just it's there it,
2: it, it, ju- it just makes me think what happened to jada Pick and Smith on the first film if, if that key is now in the hands of this midget it
4: i didn't was... even think of that i just thought it was just a, a note to the other film be like hey, yeah improv.
2: maybe it's, it's an alternate able- universe where the key is in the hands no of...
4: there's nothing to do with the key it's just fun that they did it Stop I, it! I had looking...
2: I had logic problems with it. I'm sorry. You're
4: looking way too much. No, all they did was take the same fucking prop and did like about. They, the they next shouldn't movie. have yeah, done it. At some it.
1: point, GI Jane gave it to the midget. They gave it to this. It's it's okay.
2: That's, no, I can't believe that. I'm sorry. It breaks the
5: reality of this film.
1: No, of it's course, of course, of course not. Uh, this is bullshit,
5: it, me, uh, it is bullshit. I agree with you. It is bullshit. They need to show Phil Fondacaro on the bus when she got on the bus. Exactly. He steals it. Lo- look, looking devious, and he steals it hilariously. Yes, indeed. Yeah. and tiny little midget hands.
4: That's another <laughs> okay, That's another thing, too. That demon, when he was, like, about to get onto the bus. I'm not talking about Demon Knight, but he was about mm-hmm. to get onto the bus. I'm like, that's a sexy-looking demon. <laughs> so yeah, he... he- he, he, he,
2: he can. He can get it right. Like I
4: would be. You know what? If I became the person, like any of these things, I would be a vampire pretty quickly. I would be a fucking demon pretty quickly. Let's just face reality. I would be terrible at fighting evil because I'd be. I'd be a werewolf.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Paul, is just, Paul is just like basically living now to be bitten by a werewolf at some point. Like yeah, that's all he cares about. So, yeah. I
1: live in the uh, woods. I, I wrap myself in barbecue sauce every full moon. I lay out in the woods. Come on now.
4: <laughs> I I don't, um, but I definitely know I'll be seduced by evil. <laughs> Just every time, every time. Uh, yeah, like when she was talking to the the one girl that she was about to hire. <laughs> like, oh yeah. She's gonna hire me. Oh my god. Do whatever. Like when. Um, uh, Erica was on the like on the thing tied up and uh, Lilith was like touching her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, yep, cool. Take me. I'm good.
2: (laughs) And like she goes like she she goes pretty extensive for a movie like this where it's like, all right, going to grab the boobies, going to move down the fucking stomach, going to like start massaging Um, the thighs. It's like, how far is this movie going? Like
4: (laughs) this was like before I had access to porn. I, oh. It was definitely a movie that I watched frequently. Like, before you're I realized right, how to... Because the thing is... Okay, so this is kind of a funny story. But the thing is about being a female is that you're not really given the tips and tricks of how to, like, search for porn on the internet. Like, dirty magazines, all that kind of stuff. Because it's all stuff. Uh, hey, hey,
1: hey. I'd like to let you know, given the tips and tricks, we didn't have porn on the internet.
4: I just mean in my case. I'm a little bit younger
1: than you are,
4: <laughs> Because this was... I saw this movie in my 20s. And all right. uh, the access of porn on the internet was not seen as, like, something that a girl would do. Like, it's bad. You don't do that. And so uh, accessing porn was a really weird thing for me. So these okay. were the kind of movies I used to watch in order yeah. to, like, not have to watch porn on the internet. If, so. if,
5: you're, if you're a guy our age, Lady Lee, you would find porn in the woods for no reason at all, okay? Yes. Just did <laughs> I just
4: told this multiple times. I went to... Um, Hopefully, I I don't even know if I should say this story. I might not say do this it. Story.
1: <laughs> no, just just do it. Say it. All, um, all you had to do if there was the internet, take Google, say something, and it would come up with stuff.
4: Now I know. Now I know. But at the younger a younger age, when again women are shamed for watching porn.
1: Oh, I was just, never shamed for watching anything. So I was just kind of. No, not it's not because I was a man. It's because I had a
4: common sense.
1: I said I want tits so I typed up tits and it came up.
4: I got shamed so bad. You the women didn't watch porn. What are you talking about? We're we're fucking No one
1: was allowed to watch porn. I mean that's the thing is like this 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 female shame thing, this completely blows my mind because when I grew up, absolutely no one, no matter what their sex was, was allowed to watch adult shit.
4: It's not the adult shit. It's when you're growing up, I know this happened a lot with the a lot of, like the brothers or whatever, but or older people in their class or whatever the case may be would talk about the porn that they found. So the dirty magazines that they would find and like the dirty magazines you find in the fucking woods mm-hmm. and like uh, the magazines that you find on your dad's bed, like all that kind of stuff. Like it's doesn't happen with girls, but no. I
1: always them. found her on my mom's side, though. That was weird.
4: That is weird. But
1: <laughs> uh, you're, you're also you're, just
4: like your one mom was million. a kinky, kinky, like, kinky woman.
1: My mom is a whore. A
0: piece of shit whore. Well, but, well I mean, yeah. we we'll, we'll, we won't get into that. But, you
1: know. <laughs> no, anyway, I completely so... understand what you're saying. I get it. But my sister and I, it's no, don't say that. That's not what I meant. No, just, no, no. We no, always porn, like, no, what, like up, what the no, hell is going on? We always hang out now. together. No, we it's, always hung out together. So we watched Tales from the Dark, so from from the Crypt. We saw the tits at the same time. We did everything like, oh, oh, that's adult. You know, what i mean? like. We never had this like segregation of girls could do something and guys couldn't like, it was more of that. You guys shouldn't be watching this. I'm sorry. And then we went on our separate ways. You know what I mean? It was never like, okay, Paul can watch this cause he's a guy and she can't cause she's a girl. And that's why I find it a little weird, but I grew up in a different age than you did. So that's why I feel weird.
4: So I, uh, went to go drop off a tax slip to my neighbor and he wasn't home, and he left his door open. So we went to go like explore his house. Don't ask me why. And went in his bedroom, what? opened up a, what? yeah, opened up his chest of stuff and found all his pornography. And it wait, was, wait, 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 back on, wait, wait!
1: You need you to redact this right now. Enter into someone's house? I didn't break oh, it. Just... it at
4: the door, the front door is open.
2: That it's kind of still breaking and entering. It's still breaking entering. You're not supposed to be anything. there.
4: No, I know, it, but it doesn't matter, um, we live in the country. Everybody interior. left their door open, so I just walked Me and a, a friend of mine walked in. And
1: you uh, open other things.
5: Like we talked right talk about like, other No, shit. I
4: only opened the chest where we found all the pornography.
5: We talking like dvd or like big box oh. stuff. Oh,
4: no, by no, was, by the way, we're not, we're not
1: shaming you. We're just <laughs> questioning
5: <laughs> We're not shaming you.
1: We're
4: just Pag-de-beans. questioning that's why I was like, I don't know if I should tell the story because, like, he's gonna hear. Well,
2: wait, how how many how many years ago is this? I was a two, oh, God, one, less than
1: one, a week.
4: Oh, God, no, 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 no. I was. <laughs> I was, I was like, <laughs> time.
1: Okay, I'm, so I'm yes, sure, I'm, we're I'm not sure. shaming. We're just questioning. It's okay. I'm, I'm, we're I'm, we're I'm
4: amongst right. friends. I must have been like ten or eleven or twelve. Oh, Jesus. Okay,
2: yeah. No, 11, you, yeah. you can't
1: be. You can't be convicted. This. Period. Okay. Oh, by the way. Why does a 10-year-old randomly walk into someone else's house? I look at What? Oh,
4: my God. I I lived in the country. So when I went to go do charities and stuff, like I'd collect money for my dad's charity. And I would walk down my street and everybody knew me. So nobody came it. down that street Unless you lived down that street So it was very safe Like It was a very safe area you, you were. Were
1: When you walk into the bottle collection And you see a, a baseball bat saying the Peacemaker It's all chewed up And then uh, if, 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 if Lee doesn't understand that reference I don't know who does But it's just one of those things Where you put the bottle collection down You see the Peacemaker It smells like a dog den And then we have some problems later Oh my god! I can't I just, believe you did that.
2: I just—I was gonna say, Lily, you're, you're—you're criminally minded.
4: <laughs> okay, you're literally fuck all of you. Um, no, I didn't say that. None of you have I ever done said. anything that's like illegal or stupid when you were younger.
1: I'm well, this just way, saying this way, that this way. you walk into something, thing like a bottle collection, because that's what you're doing. You see a peacemaker thing that's all chewed up like a dog did it. That's the that's silver bullet right there.
4: Oh. Look mm. out! There.
2: Okay, I, I get your reference now. Yeah.
4: Anyways, anyways, that is how I found like dirty magazines. I remember my uncle too. My sister went. We stayed at my grandmother's place. My, uh, my grandmother's Italian, as most of you know, and so my uncle traditionally, until he gets married, stays lives with the grand uh, the parents, and we stayed over at my grandparents'. And we were staying in my uncle's room, and my sister decided to go through his nightstand so turns out my uncle's into some bdsm shit oh
1: okay (laughs) oh that's that's how i found my shit too
4: (laughs) anyways that was another magazine i found that is when i realized i was into bdsm and i was young at the time (laughs) yeah
1: i remember when i was in mississippi because my uncle was a truck driver so he had lots of pornography apparently because that's what truck drivers do and in his one curio cabinet we opened it up and we found a couple movies um, and they were just you know no more Asian porn this and this and the other were shemale cum shots. Oh and shit! Oh, wow. Okay, fuck. Well, we watched it. It was pretty cool. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm like twelve, going, this is interesting. Look, look at it go. It's like a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know. And then we put it back and we just shut the curio cabinet and we just. Uh, that explains is. so much about you, Paul. <laughs>
2: Right now. Like uh, I'm hearing this it's like, first... it's like old faithful. Come on, people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Look at that thing go. There it oh, is. Fine. Okay, so by the way, Paul, your thoughts on Bordello the
1: of Blood. <laughs> Bordello <laughs> of Blood is it, honestly it's one of those films you could miss in the nineties. I won't say it's bad, I won't say it's good. It's a film that you it comes and goes. It's ebbs and flows like the tide. Um it has its moments. Honestly, it's pretty fun. If you want some cheap tits, if you want some one-liners, if you want to, Dennis Roller being the most unlikely protagonist you've ever seen in your fucking <laughs> life, well, there he is. But as far as it goes, it's a cheap knockoff VHS, you know, direct vhs film. Uh, lots of like I said, lots of tits. Chris Sarandon's in here, though. Like, come mm-hmm. on, get some fucking props to Chris Sarandon. Yeah, it's oh, so good. I love it because honestly, he is the guy <laughs> that's the vampire that we all know and love from the 80s killing other vampires. You can't say no to that. Yeah. I mean, for that alone, I love this film. But for everything else, it's kind of shite. So there you go.
4: I loved it. <sighs> I
2: hilarious. <laughs> I, I like this better from this rewatch. I'm not gonna say it's it's better than the first film because it's not. Um it's much more tongue-in-cheek. Like this one is much more just explicitly a comedy. Like it, it's yeah. very much a comedy. Uh the low budget shows. Uh the the budget on this, we'll get into it when we talk about the information here, but very much lower than the original film. Yeah. Um it this I will say this for this film: it feels much or more akin to the TV series. Yes, uh, like yes. It, it's very much closer to what you would see in the TV series. Like it's a stretched out episode that's like maybe thirty minutes too long. Of, I will say like their... they
1: don't they don't skimp
2: on special effects. They don't. No, uh, I was going to say like even though the budget is lower, the effect budget in this like it feels like it takes up most of the budget because it's still yeah. good. It look it looks looks really good. It's obviously lesser than the first film, but yeah. like it's still practical effects. It still looks great. Yeah, they a, use no... a
1: lot of CGI though. At the same time, like you see Do girls that. with half a tit running around. Well,
2: well, I I don't know if that's CGI so much as it's just like you know, like uh, whatever sort of process on the film that they're using.
1: Yeah, like a film like film process where they cut half a girl around, run around, yeah, some, some sort of composite himself. thing. Uh, when I, I'll tell you what, when I first started remembering how the film was, I go, Oh, this is just spray the girl. you burst into flames. But then when I really started thinking about it, like, no, there's a lot of things going on. Remember the, the cross through the girl's chest, mm-hmm. like things like that. Like, and you know, the guy's eyes popping out and blowing up his skull. I'm like, actually, no, honestly, if you really look, t- if you really take Dust Till Dawn, it has the same special effects.
2: I was about, to, I was about to say this. So, uh, the Bordello Massacre, you hacks, because this is basically what happened from Dust Till Dawn. Like it is very yeah. much, and it's it's kind of the parody version of that because you know it's the Super Soaker shit. But like I was watching this scene, it has the same energy as like when. You know, the protagonist in from Dusk Till Dawn do the vampire massacre thing. Yeah. Right. Like, it, it's very much the same thing. Um yeah. I, I got to say, Dennis Miller, I fucking hate Dennis Miller. I fucking hate this <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, he is not funny. I've never found him funny. I, I feel like this is the film that kind of exposed him to people where it's like, this guy sucks. Like, this, this guy is not funny. Like, it, I feel like this is kind of the film that like sent his career on a downward spiral towards where he's like, I'm just gonna like, whore myself out to right-wing news media because that's the only way I can get like fucking views of people. <laughs> my, went- my thing
1: about Dennis Miller is he did this one thing on a one news radio episode that was supposed to be a stalker of Bill McNeil, uh, Phil Hartman, and that was my... That's always my Dennis Miller thing. That's it. Saying, That's my Dennis Miller
5: wheelhouse. I was just saying that he—they let him be a uh, um, a color commentator on Monday Night Football, and they hate him ever since. The rest, the rest of the country, you know. <laughs> hey, babe. Hey, <Hi>
1: babe. <laughs> I just look, mm, look, let, let me uh, tell you, babe.
2: You're like you're like fucking fucking Xerxes and you know the Greek times. You just you just fail. Like his his comedy is
4: I think sh- shit. I think the script helped him for anyone who doesn't know him, because in my case I didn't know him. And uh-huh. I thought it was funny. I didn't think his uh execution was great. I thought it like now, especially watching it again. Um I don't think his execution was very great, but I whoa. thought the one liners were funny. Well well I think that's script. Like that's the script uh, writer.
2: no, he ad-libbed most of shit. Did he? Okay. Yeah, he did. We'll, we'll we'll get into the background of this. He was a problem on this film. <laughs> he was Uh-oh. a big problem on this fucking film. But, um
4: but uh, like, uh, I think uh, some uh, of the one-liners though, because like, tales of the crypt is known for that. Mm-hmm. I think one-liners that were funny were not his. I think some of them might have been.
2: Scripted. But but I, I'll just medium one-liners. Like, we'll get into it. I'll, I'll mention a couple more things I really loved about this film, though, before we get into it. But boobs. I mean, uh, uh, like, yes, boobs, lots of boobs. Like this film knew where to throw boobs in boobs, naked butts. They all look good. They're all fantastic. Uh, I loved all of them. them. Um, I, I again, Chris Sarandon, he's greatness. Like is like a proto yes. Joel, Joel Olstein kind of guy. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact fe- like he tries the Chuck Berry duck walk with his guitar on stage. Doesn't quite get it, but he tries, and I give him props for that. He looks great. Um, it's
4: coming. I, oh yes, I, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Like like that.
2: like this this film is very much like in touch with like here's what the mega churches were doing, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And like I, I
1: will tell you though, that when he's going around with those squirt gun, he does look awkward as fuck. Oh yeah. Uh,
2: and I mean, he still dies, which is good because he's a piece of shit in this film. Uh, and I, and I love that, you know, he gets his comeuppance because he's, he's been like knowingly letting this bordello of vampires kill people because Fucking prostitutes is a sin, apparently. And it, it, uh, the
1: oldest profession in the world, and mm-hmm. maybe Maxwell did it too, but whatever.
2: So he gets his comeuppance. Uh, ag- again, Angie Everhart, underrated in this. I think she's fucking fantastic in everything she does in this. Like, she could murder me with her tongue any fucking day.
4: Oh my God.
2: That's not even me saying this is like a redhead fetishist.
4: I it's will give just, her a head. She can have my heart.
2: Mm, she could do She could just burst my heart out of my chest with her tongue. I'd let her do it. It's fucking... She's amazing in this. I, again, she should have had a bigger career. Like She is really good in this. Um, I got a question. I gotta ask, what kind of whorehouse is this? Um, we, we see these party scenes. Like, when I think of a whorehouse, I think it's like it's a bunch of dudes who want to get fucked and don't want people seeing them get fucked. They want their discretion. They want to f- take their like choice hooker, go to a room and fuck. They're not going to be partying in this like big parlor with a bunch of other dudes. Like that does not look good to me. Like I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are into that sort of thing, but like when it's a
1: typical Bordello kind of thing. Well, no? they're, they, for the main line people, and then for the executives.
2: I guess, but at the same time, yeah. you see how many people they're pulling in this
1: whorehouse? Like, how well, would they not? That they, that, that they have that back end, so don't even, you don't even see them.
2: But uh, the thing is, how would they not be found out? Because when we see, though, like, scenes in the whorehouse where there's, like, dudes dancing with the vampire chicks... It's like a couple dozen dudes in there. Like, this town is losing people every night by like the score. Like, they would be found out. Like,
1: there's no way they cannot be found out. It almost seems like it's only transients, though. Yeah, all the
4: people I, that no one cares about.
2: No, that's not true, though. Like, there's plenty of people there that look like they're like doctors or people of like.
4: It could be like, doctors that they're just like, nah, you're done.
2: <laughs> I I don't I don't buy that like th- this this movie you have to re- I just to think believe. it's poorly written Stop it I can't do it because Dennis Miller's in this and he sucks and I didn't hate him I, yeah. I fucking hated him every fucking moment he's in this movie I, I just didn't enjoy hated it. It. I
4: think the first time I think I enjoyed it more the second time I enjoyed it less
1: I really 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 regretted watching this film again <laughs>
5: <laughs> Hey babe what's what's hey, that man he says? Hey, uh, babe. What, when he gets her from the police station, something about you you can come with me or wait for the eighteen figure case, which I, I love the A Team, <laughs> but I don't get the context of the line, you know.
2: I mean that's the thing, like Dennis Miller always pretended like his comedy was super smart when really it was just like, Oh, I read the newspaper and made a bunch of references to things. Like
1: Yeah. Oh look out, look out, look out new I am.
2: I and, am like, like, and he's such a smarmy, disgusting prick in this film. And uh. it's just like, uh, why are, why am I following you? Like, I'm glad Erica Elenak bit you in the end and killed you because even though that makes no sense at all. Cause like there were not shown any indication that she actually got bit by Lilith at any point. It's just like, we see a scene where she, Lilith is interrupted from biting she her. It says
4: that she likes breasts, but she also likes thighs.
2: Yeah, but she's about to bite to her thigh. So the only thing I could think of is that Corey Feldman bit her.
4: No. Yeah. It was Lilith because she wasn't interrupted, it just cut it to a next scene and then it took forever. But the girls
1: do like it's holy Even- water, it's it's sunlight. But, but Lilith had
2: no blood on her fucking teeth though when she pulled up. That's the thing. Yeah.
4: She could have cleaned up her teeth.
1: Yeah, they but it's it, it just like felt... that too with the 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 fake like the the prosthetics. There's a couple of scenes where it's not congruent, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there's also a scene in that like you can tell how cheap this is. By the way, there there. So you know the scene where Dennis Miller and uh, Eric Ellenack are down in this like boil, boiler room for whatever mm-hmm. fucking reason, and they're fighting Corey Feldman's vampire character. There's literally a dude walking in the background from the boiler room, from like the distance coming in. And he's not part of the film. He's not a character in the film or anything like that. It's just some guy they filmed, an extra or whatever the fuck, or a crew member that was in the shot, and they kept it in there. He's walking while Dennis Miller is shooting Corey Feldman in the fucking film, and he's not reacting at all. Makes no sense. It's, it just shows that they did not care.
4: You have to understand this one was more fun. And just it, get over it. It was more
5: fun. Yes. you yes. needed one line to say, hey, Caleb, be cool, bro? Yeah, bro, I'm cool. <laughs> and then, you know, they, that's it, you know. But they didn't catch that. It it did it. deuces.
4: Stop complaining so much you're no, no 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 he
1: he does deserve to complain because
2: no. it's bullshit.
4: he's he's trying to just not just dissect this movie way too much no. no no listen, listen
2: here's here's another thing here's another thing, oh, another thing. Aggravate. Oh, by why why. aggravate you. so dennis miller he's in the fucking horos he escapes the horos how does he do it he pours water on the fucking fire on the cremation chute to get back up how does that work? The cremation chute should be powered by gas. You cannot put out a fucking gas fire of water. Because he people watching nope, this yeah. are not
4: smart enough to realize.
2: And he didn't see he didn't put water on it by the way. He put booze on it.
1: Yeah. So it should
4: have made a bigger fire. Are not smart enough to realize otherwise. People like yeah. me. I just this, enjoyed the movie because I was excited for the boobies.
2: Listen, listen, I love I'll say this, okay? I like this movie a lot more than I remember liking it. But at the same time, it's not nearly anywhere touching the original one. It, it is it is not even close. Like, it, it's obviously a very compromised film with a lot of problems in the background. And we'll get into those. But I like it. I recommend it, but it's not great. It's just okay. It's
4: great, it is. No, it's not. Movie. It is
5: not it's great. Wonderful. You it shut up.
4: You're,
5: you're hurting great. your co-host feelings, Lee. Calm down, okay? It's I mean,
4: perfect. Like you watch it to have fun, movie.
5: Look like, how red right she's getting. Look how right she's, Look how red right she's
2: getting right now. She's she, <laughs> she, she, she's watching. she has thoughts on this phone.
4: <laughs> if
1: you're, if you're that upset about vampire movies, I have oh, big God, canines. God. I'll bite you too. It's okay. <laughs> I'll bite the shit out of you. You'll be all right. Uh, okay. do, do,
2: do we have any other sort of final thoughts on this one though? Before we- yeah, I
1: mean, I want to go with Lady. I want to say it's fun. It's a fun mm-hmm. film. I would say not go out your and fucking get it, but at the same time, it is a fun film. And I think honestly, uh, uh, um, um, the film that we covered before this, uh, uh, Demon Knight, is really good. So mm-hmm. just enjoy it. Just enjoy it for what it is. I just think this is probably the last of an era. If you really talk about the nineties, it's one of those ones. It's kind of like it's one of those uh, quintessential films for the last of the eras. And you have John Carpenter's vampires and stuff like that. But other than that, you know, this is this is pretty much it. Enjoy what you got, guys. Because it kind of sucks.
2: Does it not feel like this just escaped being directed video?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
4: I can agree with that, too. Yeah. Uh, there is a reason why this DVD is sold with a double DVD with Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So you could enjoy both because uh, <laughs> it's a bad movie, but it's so good. <laughs> and yeah, it makes it a better value when I can watch Demon Knight. And then I'm like, you know what? Kind of feeling like seeing boobies, more boobies.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would think that this was a film that if I watched Demon Knight, I would want to watch Bordello Blood. But like Halloween 2, I would never want to watch Halloween 2 by itself. I'd always watch one, watch Halloween 1 and then Halloween 2. Right. So maybe this is one of those films where if you get done watching Demon Knight, maybe you want to torture yourself a little bit and watch uh, Bordello Blood.
4: Maybe
2: you want to see more boobies. Honestly, I, honestly, I, if, I was, was going to do a double feature. I'd like start with Vamp and then do
1: Bordeaux Blood. Vamp is a very fun film.
5: Yeah. Uh, Gary, any final thoughts? Um, it's it's solid. It's 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 boobs. When you want boobs, I guess. And mm-hmm. Dennis Miller's there and doing what Dennis Miller does. But it's it's what you come to expect of him. So, if any strength of the film that Dennis Miller's in this film. He did nothing that I didn't expect him not to do. So (laughs) so there's that. uh, Yeah. Because Dennis Miller would be Dennis Miller at the end of the day. And uh, Angie Everhart, um, like I said, she didn't act very much, but she's very charismatic and very funny in this movie. Mm -hmm. When she's seducing him, Uh, uh, I'll say one line from from that, you know, Two, four, six, eight. You can watch you masturbate. And yeah. I was, all, I was yes. all over that. You know? I,
2: I'm like, yes. Why did why did we not get some boobies in that scene? That's. Uh,
4: I don't think we ever saw boobs, did we?
2: No, we didn't. We sure. we saw we saw prosthetic vampire mummy boobs.
5: Yep. But For for her, cool you know, being not much acting in anything, I think she's very charismatic and very funny, and her timing is good considering you know mm. and
1: yeah. I just don't think she's a true redhead. I'm sorry. I
2: disagree. I think she's a true redhead. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Because she, 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 uh, like, in her, in, like, I was looking at her biography and she was told by, like, m- you know, like people in the mod- modeling industry and stuff. It's like, redheads don't really sell. And, like, she's, she had problems getting work because redheads don't sell, apparently, at the time oh, she was getting it. She she could have been a blonde. she could have, ah, she, could have, she, could have ble- she could have bleached her
5: hair and got my my warm. least favorite hairstyle. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. So I agree. pretty.
3: At,
5: at the end of the day, it's it's sorry, it's, it's, it's fun enough, and I, I can't say that it's a, it's it's a great movie, but no. it's, it's something to turn on and say, "Hey, you've never seen it before." and turn it on and and, and watch some boobies and some 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 pretty okay camp. Within, the, within. It's those
1: an groups. enjoyable. Like, I would say, like uh, to Gary, to you, it's a great party film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Quite a great. Party film. Yeah, that works. That works. Yeah, uh, and, uh, if you want to do a, uh, a film where it's vampires in a party, nine, six, 7, like like nine, uh, 7, six, so was it nine, eight, was it three nine seven evil or whatever? Great party film. Killer um, clowns, great party film of Blood, great party film. Ghoulies, great party film. Those mm-hmm. things, and that's where this lies. I, it's yeah, a great I, film to throw on and just have a good time with people.
2: I'd agree with that. Like uh, again, like I said, I, I didn't hate it or anything. I I enjoyed it. It's you know Dennis Miller. I can I can stand him in this. I I don't like him, but I could stand him. Um, budget two point five million. So this is like super reduced <laughs> from the first film. I mean, a lot, you know, a lot truncated from the first. Yeah. The, the first film, 12 million. So, like, they took 10 million out of the budget for this, basically. Um, box office, 5.6 million. So that tells you something right there.
1: They, they made money, though.
2: They might have. Like, they <laughs>
1: might have made money. Well,
2: like, like, when you consider advertising and stuff, this probably didn't make money. Um, because, like you, generally the the rule is you take the budget, you times it by two. That's your advertising budget, and so you know, basically, this is like a five million dollar movie with the advertising budget, maybe a bit more. Box office five point six. They really didn't make money on this, and that that kind of that kind of explains uh, how Ritual was like a direct to video thing that came a little bit after this that no one wants to talk about and. Tales from the Crypt doesn't want to put the name on. (laughs) Um, Releases for this, Blu-ray, DVD, iTunes, Google Play, Microsoft Store, Amazon Prime, Google Play, and Voodoo movies anywhere. Find it everywhere, just like Demon Knight. Um, So just a little bit of trivia here. Um, Dennis Miller improvised most of his dialogue. And during filming, Dennis Miller would regularly send his on-set assistant to writer-producer A.L. Katz with the assistant saying Dennis was very tired and wanted to be shot out of his scenes for the day so he could leave the set early. Katz reluctantly granted Miller's request to keep him happy and cooperative, even though uh, through shooting him would uh, cause some uh, difficulty for the filming scenes. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of Miller scenes end up having Miller's coverage being shot first, then having the coverage of the actors done with the script supervisor in place of Miller to help the actors do their parts for the scene. So like Miller's like, I'm going to shoot now. I don't care when the fucking other actors show up and then I'm going to leave. So, yeah, that sucks. Uh, This caused the other actors to get mad at Dennis Miller since he wouldn't be there for them to in the same way they would be there for him when he was having the coverage shot uh, for his part. Uh, this also caused difficulty for the script supervisor to have to do their job since Miller impro- improvised much of the dialogue instead of sticking to the script. Um, so yeah, Miller was just being a dick in this. Like he was just being a piece of shit, like being very difficult. I don't realize, I don't know how he had, how he thought he had the power to do this, but apparently, you know, he was being a
1: dick. Right. I think it's a little bit of a changeover from the early 90s where he had his own show, the Dennis Miller show, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Tracy Ullman, Dennis Miller, things like that, the 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 new o- HBO, they had those little truncated sections. And I think this might have been a changeover from that as far as mentality goes. And he mm-hmm. just kind of truncated right into that second go Well, I'm still, you know the cats be and you know, those things. And that's why right. they kinda, we had to deal with that with the, the way he acted.
2: Yeah. Uh, so Angie Everhart was dating Sylvester Sloan at the time. Uh, and she got her part basically based on Stallone's, Stallone's suggestion to producer Joe Silver to hire her, uh, despite her having no really acting experience at this point. So this was like kind of her first big break, really. Um, and she did a great job. Like, you know, it was like it w- It wasn't just like, hey, yo, put my girlfriend in this film. <laughs> like, hey, yo, she's actually kind of good. She's actually probably a good good actress. You could do something. You know? <laughs> um, in the making of featurette on the Scream Factory Blu-ray release, uh, Erica Elenak admits that there were scenes not shot in which she explains the that Catherine was a former porn star named Chubby O'Toole. And we do see in the film, there's a like a uh, sort of a marquee poster or whatever for Chubby O'Toole that she's like, this is disgusting.
1: If she was a porn star oh, called Chubby yeah. O'Toole, I would yeah. totally be into that because and, she and, is not chubby as fuck. And but and the if first, she was, I'd be totally into it.
2: And the first time we see her, she's exercising, right? Where it like it kind of implies her, she's a character who's like changed her up, changed herself up, right? So the chubby two posters found by Catherine in Rafe's office. This explains the line about Rafe thinking he recognized her from somewhere, as he had the porn movie she was in.
1: so so apparently,
2: so apparently, she was like you know, you know, fat ass white girl or whatever.
1: That's my kind of girl, fat ass white girl. That's my girl right there. Mm. The chubby old girl. That's right. That's the good kind of girls. Mm. Short,
2: thick, and chubby. And so just to get into the history of the script for this, Bob Gale and Robert, Zemeck- Robert Zemeckis first wrote a version of the script in the 1970s, right after they attended USC film school long before the, inspiration, uh, the inception of Tales for the Crypt's uh, 1989 series. Script is what they presented in their first meeting with producer John Milius, who passed on it and instead hired them for 1941. Uh, the original script for By Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis was in development hell for so long that a reference to it appears in Brian De Palma's 1981 film Blowout, uh, in which John Travolta's character Jack, while t- talking to a movie director, says that they worked together on a movie called Bordello of Blood, which wasn't the title of an existing movie until 15 years later, of course, when Robert wow. Zemeckis produced his so, Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that. That's it. That's fucking the two... That
1: is the fucking stone skinny. Thanks yeah. to Lee.
2: Uh, so Gary, please plug your shit. Tell people where they can find you. And thank you for joining in, by the way, last minute, basically. You just like, hey, you got a fucking spot? Yeah, we do have a spot. We have a spot for Gary. So,
5: you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the show I'm in there with, with Lee, uh, Last Call of Torch, is our, our Walter Hill retrospective show with, with Cameron Scott, of course, can be mm-hmm. found with the rest of my stuff on the Butcher Shop feed. Go to your podcatcher, type in the Butcher Shop, you can look for all, all the stuff out there. Um, legionpodcast.com, of course. Legion Patreon, you can find the bonus stuff. $2 a month, all, all that stuff. Um, that's where you find all the Torches bonus stuff, for sure. And um, Those are always fun to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, that, that's about it for me. You know, stuff's coming out soon, and um, we should be recording again soon for Torches. And yep. We'll get it going on. I'm, I'm finally getting over the change-of-weather bullshit that I hate so much. It's just hacking up fun people. It fucking sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. But, um... Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Sweet. Uh,
2: Paul, where can people find you?
1: P.A. Brew News. YouTube. Oil paintings by P. P.Romelli. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Bullshit. Just fucking go to P.A. Brew News and sub because I have no subs. The end. Goodbye.
2: (laughs) And you'll find his Maniacs Meat podcast on P.A. Brew News. (laughs) On YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. Lady Lee, where can people find you?
4: Uh, at Miney Tiny Star on Instagram, where I update you on all the new episodes that come up on our show.
2: Yeah, exactly. And uh, not sure exactly what we're d- doing next. I mean, the 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 plan is Hereditary is our last film for October. That's going to be the last big one. Uh, we have the idea of, like, doing a couple of intermissions before that to, you know, just sort of spice out October a little bit. And, of course, the Wolfman, Lee Vantese, is coming back this October with his radio show, so that's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, you can find all of our stuff at tmbdos.podbean.com. Go to the Facebook page. They must be destroyed on site on Facebook. Best way to get in touch with us. And, uh yeah. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Thank you all, guys. Uh, this was a lot of fun tonight. And, Ollie, uh, a pleasure. Yeah. And then thank you all for listening. Uh, we always appreciate you guys tuning in to listen to us. And we'll be back when we're back. Goodbye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.
0: There's a devil waiting outside your door. There's a devil waiting outside your door oh, And he's bucking and braying and pouring at the floor oh, And he's howling with pain and crawling up the wall Oh, oh yeah, and he's weak with evil and broken by the world oh, And he's shouting your name Asking for more, give him more, give him more. There's a devil waiting outside your door. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to TMBDOS.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.